an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy, happy, happy sports Saturday around the nation. That's right. It's an Olympic sports Saturday. A monumental one in college football. We look ahead to the NFL. But yes, we have the Olympics are upon us. And uh, I thought the opening ceremonies were pretty cool. And we got Team USA basketball tomorrow morning uh, against France. So, you know, it should be uh, it should be kind of interesting to see what they do. If the Vegas where they were during the uh, scrimmages, if there is any real issues with Team USA or if that was just, you know, working the kinks out, they were disinterested. But I, I'll get to a, a bunch of different things. And, I mean, obviously, it's the oldest truism in life, but we always talk about how the, you know, money and everything else pollutes everything, right? So here we have college football. And we do a lot of college football on the show. And it it's at a very critical stage. Because Oklahoma and Texas 
now want to go to the SEC. They're being courted by the SEC. And if you suddenly add Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC, you have everything that's just completely out of whack. First of all, the Big 12 is left in tatters. It can do nothing but merge with the Pac-12 in a desperately weakened conference. The SEC becomes the all-time, you know, the all-time flex conference that will dwarf the ACC and the Big Ten. As good as those other conferences are, if you had Oklahoma and Texas, two of the greatest power programs in the nation, you, you, this is what you got. And you wonder whether or not this whole conference tournaments and having these conferences are just antiquated. You know, the geography doesn't make any sense, right? Like we've talked about that. Boston College was one of the first uh they were one of the first programs to kind of leave the nest and they go down to the ACC and all of a sudden, you know, Boston College is playing in the Southeast, right? Against the Clemsons and, and you're playing in North Carolinas and you're in Boston. So it, it's a weird kind of situation in college football. Like what's going to happen if those two teams, those two schools – go to the SEC, I, I mean, you wonder, it's just the SEC, it, it it almost needs to be conference-free. Like, you got to figure out a way. It's just one super conference because you don't even have the superpowers. You know, the Big 12 merges with what's left of the Big 12 merges with the Pac-12. Uh, you know, is that a good conference? A lot of schools. Yeah, a lot of bottom feeders. You, you you take the heart when you take Texas, Oklahoma. So now you got a real divide in the country when it comes to college football. And college football now with the way the playoffs are with are working with all the extra teams, it's uh, it puts the whole thing in flux. Money pollutes. Right? We talk about it all the time. Money pollutes. And so you look at a college football and you're going, huh, look at it. It had exploded. And look at what happened with the conferences. And look what happened with the balance of power. And the only good thing is that Athletes are have the ability. I'm a big proponent of this. That kids have a, have the ability to make money off their name in college. So I, that is the only good thing that comes out of money. The other thing, and I, and I want to get to this a little bit later on, but it's it's along the same lines. Is I. There was a money thing in the NBA, right? Like, so we know that the league is control is controlled by the players and LeBron and Clutch Sports and the whole thing, right? So, you know, Space Jam comes out, and 
My kids, we watch. We're excited. We watch Space Jam. You know, it is what it is. I still prefer Mike, but, you know, kids liked it. I liked it. You know, it was all right. I get it. LeBron is a monster. He's courtside for the NBA Finals. And that's cool. And it's all about Space Jam, promoting a movie. I get it. You know, I mean, that's what you're going to do. And I'm not a hater when it comes to money. Like, God, you do whatever you do. I'm a big believer in one's path in life, which thankfully limits any kind of green-eyed monster, right? Limits your jealousy. Like, I look at it like whatever gifts are bestowed to somebody else, that's their purpose. And it comes with its own set of issues and everything else, but it's for that person's path. It's not my path. Whatever gifts are bestowed upon me, that is my path. And I take that from God, and that's how I view things. So I, I don't hate anybody. Like, you know, so I don't begrudge an athlete that makes money. And I listen, you're LeBron James, and you go, and you're a billionaire athlete. God bless, man. Listen, I still believe that players deserve that share of, of the pie. They deserve it, man. Without those... We've seen it year time and time again with labor. Like, you can't go replacement players because these are the greatest uh, in the world, and that's who we want to watch. Now, I think it goes overboard. Every player's a brand. Like, LeBron can be a brand because LeBron brings it all the time. LeBron will always be there, always bringing it. Uh, he he strives to be great. So he's always putting the work in. So I don't begrudge him. Now, do I think his tequila thing's weak? Yeah, I mean, to me, that jumped the shark when, you know, after Turtle and, and Mark Cuban did it on Entourage, he, you know, you don't need to slum it with tequila. Every two-bit celebrity has the tequila or a bourbon. You're LeBron James. What do you need to do that? But whatever, that's a matter of taste. So when Ben Simmons gets LeBron's tequila on his birthday and Instagrams LeBron's tequila and then Instagrams his whole birthday party like he's 12, I go, dude, I I don't care about you being a brand, all right? Because you stink as a basketball player. Actually, you don't stink. You 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 don't play up up to your level of what you can be, and that offends me. Like, don't be a brand before you're an accomplished athlete. You're an accomplished athlete in your field, and you're playing up to the level you're playing. Hey, man, go be your brand. But when you have accomplished anything and you were the reason why your team got bounced in the second round and underachieved dramatically, I don't care about your brand. Because your brand is worthless. Because you're not putting in the work on the other end. And there's a lot of Fugazi brands out there. And that is the problem in sport. That's where it pollutes it. And so I want to get involved in this conversation. I want to get you guys involved in this thing. It pollutes it. Listen, 
you, there's LeBron is a very unique athlete that can handle everything and still be great. Too often we get guys who don't want to be great. They just want to be a celebrity and go be a brand. So let's discuss that. Let's discuss the college football situation. And then we're going to get into heavy dose of NFL. We're the fellas. I'm Cuz. And uh, let's meet the crew. Psycho Chris, Nikki. We say fellas. Psycho Chris, what's happening, baby? Not much, man. Uh, very busy week right now, considering all the news that came out. I didn't think we'd be getting this into the football. But uh, as you say, the Big 12, I don't know how much time it has left to it. You know, football's my thing. I love college football, and I don't know if I'm going to mourn the Big 12, but I don't think it's good for what's coming down the pike either. It's uh, Yeah, I mean, at some point, right, Chris? It's too big. Like, SEC becomes too big. Yeah, I look, I don't think every conference needs to be a super conference in whatever come next. I don't think... I, I'm going to be curious to your theory on how much the Pac-12 even cares to pick up beheaded Big Te- uh, Big 12. I won't mourn the Big 12 just because it was, at the beginning, it, it has no tradition. It, it was a shotgun wedding between the Big 8 and the Southwestern Conference at the end of the day. And look, I think every conference is going to have their own. Going into this new era, I think for the SEC, they, they've made it clear. Football is what we want. We want the best football schools, and we want to have the best ones in there. The Pac-12, they have but the a lot. Ba- of- but here's the problem, right, with that. It, it throws off the whole balance. Well, the good news is we got what you wanted in that we're getting an extended playoff, so there is that kind of leeway. As long as we're not getting, like, you know, the fourth team in the SEC East, there should still be room for ACC Big Ten to come in, but maybe you start quibbling about, you know, the seeding. And is is it fair if Clemson's getting knocked down because they're not playing in the SEC? That's when it will become a problem. But I think if we're moving up to 12 teams, it, it, it's not going to be as bad as we expect. And also, Texas Texas is just not going to be good. They're just going to be a doormat there. That's a total money. I don't know that. about that. I mean, because Texas in the SEC, Texas is still a power just because they're in a down cycle. They've been Doesn't in a down cycle can't. since Mac, Mac Brown, though. Yeah, I know, really but, that, but that's feet. a program that I would never, ever, you know— think would turn into a perennial do- doormat i i guess they're always a sleeping giant really struggle lately and they've just it's not that they've been doormats but they've definitely been second tier with you know this playoff just out of their reach reach go ask michigan how they're doing you know michigan would say they're doing all right but they're definitely not doing well i'll tell you what, what hold want. the thought let's let's dive deeper into this thing because i think it's interesting and nick good morning buddy Good morning, Cuz. How you doing? You played college football. And, I did. Uh, I'm curious at your thoughts on this whole thing and whether or not college football has been thrown off its axis. Like this is a, a, a monumental thing. If Texas, Oklahoma go to the SEC, we'll discuss it all. We'll talk to you guys at eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. A lot of your phone calls today. I want to get into a lot of football. It's uh, the fellas right here on Fox Sports 
Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. <laughs> Hey, welcome back, fellas. I'm Anthony Gargano, and uh, we got our crew, Psycho Chris, Nikki, Figgy's off today. He'll be back next week. 
Don't forget, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted in 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen report limitations apply. So the, the big news, I mean, and, and it really is a, a monster, which is Oklahoma and Texas being courted so heavily by the SEC. Now, just imagine yourself when you got those kinds of power programs. And I'll get Chris back up here in a second, but this is where I disagree with Chris. Is like they might be second tier ish over the last ta- decade, but this is still mighty Texas. And Texas, just because you're in a down, just a little bit of a down cycle, doesn't mean you're going to stay down forever. I mean, you got. Very, very powerful donors. I mean, you got a, you're a strong entity. So when you add Texas to Oklahoma and Oklahoma to Alabama, LSU, you already got Florida. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's just a bear of a conference. You got all the powers. I mean, think about it. If you look at perennial powers outside of the of would be LA of the that of that SEC, you would have Clemson and then your Big Ten schools. Florida State too, because I expect Florida State at some point to come back. I, I, I mean, out west, I, I don't know. I mean, I, the Pac twelve. I just don't know. I mean, it's been down. That conference has been down for a long time. You know, I guess you're you're at some point USC comes back. At some point, you you know you you might have an Oregon come back. You know, Stanford, but it just pales right now when you look at that Southeastern Conference. Chris, you understand my fear of the of the balance of power. I mean, you, you look at the programs that are not that would not be in the SEC, and all you really would have it be Ohio State, Michigan, uh, and you're right to say Michigan's been in a down cycle, but I think they're a lot like Texas. And then you have your your, your Penn State's, your your Wisconsin's, your Clemson's. I mean, it, it would. It would pale. I mean, the balance of power would be out of whack. Uh, uh, Here's what I'm going to come back with. I just need an answer for it. The balance of power for what, though? Because, like, we have this all-inclusive, we go to every conference, base this on a poll, college football playoff is what it's supposed to be. And, yes, I think eventually you'll have the SEC make their argument of strength of schedule and that their losses can, you know, buoy them a little bit more, but we're already kind of doing that. Florida yeah, but, was but like you're gonna have... in the top Florida was in the top polls with like three losses not long ago. So if if we're worried about the balance of power, it's already kind of whacked towards the SEC. Uh I just yeah, don't but it throws think... all but it, but it, it's it's just listen, I agree the field makes it a little bit more palatable but it still messes up everything else. But again, messes it, up what? We're going to have a twelve-team playoff. Yeah, we'll well, have room for the you know, yeah, but here's the but here's the thing: the, the SEC would be so good, it would warrant way more spots than it would get. 
but you'd still have a lot of slop teams from outside the SEC. And, oh, by the way, the other thing, too, the regular season, like, don't you? I don't know. I like the conference playing the regular season when it's spread out. No, I, I do, too, but I... This is what I go back to is I just don't think it changes too much when we're looking at if the power payoff is the college football playoff, what's changing isn't going to change too much. Oklahoma is always going to be there. Well, then why it's even just have that, conferences? That's that's a that's a very valid question at this point. But also these conferences aren't I mean, together. Set, like just look at for, basketball, right? Like these conferences you, are just set there there for football though, and that's why I don't think the Pac-12 is just going to gobble up. Uh, Baylor, because they th- this the Pac-12 puts themselves together for a lot of Olympic sports. They put themselves together for a lot of research reasons. Well, basketball. And it, I mean, we're talking about from the sports standpoint. Sure, sure, but again, conferences don't just add other schools. Just well, Pac-12 will one. add Baylor because of basketball. They're not going to. I don't think they're going to add a religious school. That's just not part of their identity. They like but research is, schools. They like Olympic heavy schools. Not, this is about sports. I disagree. I, I think... But they that's what I'm saying. Each conference has their own criteria. The Big Ten prides themselves on their a- academics as well. The ACC, for the long time, was Dude, a basketball-heavy conference. You're, you're crazy. The SEC has always prioritized football, though. It's it, Each yeah, one does... I, I mean, I, I disagree with you. I, I don't see what you... I disagree. I'm, I, listen, it's about money. It's about who's generating revenue. So... You know, you got Baylor's a big time basketball school, so it, it'll get it, they'll the Pac twelve. I di, we'll make a wager. I I don't I disagree with you. I I will take that wager. I, the Pac twelve will not pick up any Big Twelve school. I think maybe West Virginia gets off the ship to either the Big Ten or the ACC if that conference falls right. apart. We got we I got a think, wager because yeah. I disagree with you. I, I think I think right now the Pac twelve has to they got to do something. I mean, they've been down for so long. I mean, they just had Washington in the playoffs not long ago. Oregon's not that far behind. Like, their big problem is a problem of perception. They're just not going to get respect as long as USC and UCLA stand down. The the conference is a thin conference from top to bottom. It just is. I I don't see what you're looking at. I mean, I I look at – I mean, the level of football that's played – in the SEC, Big Ten, and ACC, it's just clearly a it's just a better brand of football. It's a it's a it's a deeper, better brand. It is, but all these things go in flux. Not long ago, like we weren't thinking about the ACC as a football conference much at all. They had yes, they had they brought in Miami, but yeah, guess what? I mean, when Miami right. came in, they immediately fell apart. Yeah. Florida State had some down. Listen, they there's found a themselves. cyclical nature to it. I'm not saying there's not a cyclical nature to it. Sure, but I just but, don't. But, I don't but here's think the, the pro- cycle is that far behind for the Pac-12. And I, again, with an expanded I mean, the, playoff, the level of football is just not that good, and it hasn't been that good top to bottom. I, I disagree on that. They've had some teams in in near the top of these oh, bowls. They've just my had some stumbles here. We in the last couple at- of years. And the last thing we saw from them was a really messed up schedule because of the pandemic. It's It hurt their perception, yes, but USC always starts the year with pretty good pole positioning, and that does factor in. As much as we say, I mean, let's face it, USC, USC has that. Why? Because of well, its reputation. I, I, I mean, but... The same could be said of Texas. And if Texas 
is a beast waiting to wake up, just as you say, then we have to say the same of all these other schools that have the USC has the same well, kind I, of booster but base I already as Texas. But I already prefaced that by saying USC. Yeah, but you, I, I already said it. I said it not ten minutes ago. Sure, that but USC. We know that the Pac-12's it, it, reputation. It, it, is always dependent on what USC can do because it's just that powerful. If USC is around, then you you see it with the Big 12 right now. If it's Oklahoma or Texas near the top of undefeated in Big 12 play, then they're how you're okay with it. I'm not saying that I'm okay, but I'm saying like— I mean, you justify the whole thing. I I disagree with you. I I do. let Let me put it this way. I don't mourn the Big 12 because the Big 12 didn't have a tradition to begin with. On the other hand, we've already changed so much to the tradition of college football right Well, the Big now. 12 has been eaten up because the Big 12 used to be the Big 8. It, it was the Big 8, and, and then it got shot. And, you know, when it loses Nebraska, it was, that was the first blow. Yeah, well, it was Nebraska, then and it was Nebraska Missouri, then it was from, A&M, yes. No, but when it was, big, when it was the Big 8, you know, like, I mean, that was a tradition. Oklahoma, Nebraska, Texas, like, that was a big deal. But even from the start, Texas was eyeballing their way out. 15 years ago, yeah. they wanted to go to the Pac 10. Like, it was always kind of doomed to fail. It just, it was a marriage of convenience, but it was also the same for other conferences at the mm-hmm. time, too. But especially for the Big 12, it was always, all right, well, when is Texas going to try to bail again? And when is Oklahoma? And Oklahoma's had SEC interest before. This yeah, was always well, a conference listen, teetering on. I know, break. but now if you if you have those two, then you might be better off just making it three super conferences. I mean, that's the way the sports go. That's that's what we've been doing for so many years. Talking about wouldn't it be nice to only see well, these there, big there's teams your merger of a Pac-12, Big Twelve. You take your Mountain West, whatever, whatever's there, and you have this, and then you have. The, you know, the, from Nebraska and all your Big Ten schools, all your Rust Belt powers, right? So you would, like, just basically split the country up in three, in, in, in the triangle. Yeah, my, my position is I don't like it because I, I absolutely don't like it, but I also think that the warning lights have been going off for college football for a while about consolidation of power. And nobody listened because we were so enamored with the idea of a college football playoff. And we were so enamored with trying to get the best brands out there all the time that when the monkey paw has curled and we're getting exactly what people wanted, maybe they didn't want it to this level, but well, they're getting I, but, this. Well, I mean, but see, here's then the I'm thing, not I guess. shed a tear. Yeah, that's interesting. But you, you typically have no sentimentality. No, but I grew up. I grew no, you're, up you're in the Midwest. You're part pod. You have to admit that. I, 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 I do. But I, I do like traditional things. It's just that I think that this is an odd one to stake the flag on, just because college football has already thrown so no, many I, of I their traditions. I mean, I think it's. I mean, it's. It changes. You don't. I mean, I think you gloss over that it changes the landscape of college football dramatically. It, like I get I mean, yeah, the I ultimate, agree with you, but that's like, like gonna happen I get when you you listen, you conference. make a great point about the the end result of the playoff, but everything up until the playoff all of a sudden is thrown when you take two major powerhouses and shift them to the almighty conference that exists now. Would you sit tight for one second, baby? Sit tight. Well, I'll let you finish. You know that. But we got Brian B. Fens. 
with our trending. What's going on, and, B-Fat? And it sounds like you're playing into that stereotype of somebody that lives on the East Coast and is shoveling out that anti-Pac-12 bias because I think you're totally underestimating the power well, of Pac-12 West Coast. Coast. We've, we've argued. We're, we're, you and I are like East Coast, West Coast rappers. We, <laughs> it, that's the kind of... That's the kind of level of hatred you and I have for each other. And all I'm going to say is, Oregon, USC, Slop. UCLA, Slop. Arizona Slop. State, those four teams, just naming them off the top of my head, are going to be bowl-worthy in seven, eight wins, somewhere around there. Like, you're completely devaluing what those teams bowl can worthy. do. Bowl-worthy? Did you just say bowl-worthy? De- now you are you saying that you're going to vie oh, for bo- national oh, bowl. championship or or bowl worthy? No, I would say, what, I'd say bowl. Saying? I would say bowl worthy, but I think but that bowl worthy in this day and age is what? What does that mean? That's like you you're a playoff team in the NBA, but you're not a title contender. What good is it? I know that, that's true. It exists in purgatory. How, are you still feeling okay after the the seventy six? Oh, I knew you would go low. Hey, you set me up, man. I had to tee off. I knew it, man. I knew it. You're a cheap shot artist. (laughs) Kick it, man, when he's down. I got you. No, I would never do that to you. So the Olympics are going on, and we had some three-on-three women's basketball, and USA got the win against France, 17-10. to And First Lady Jill Biden was there, and also checking out the action was French President Emmanuel Macron, and so they got to meet. Novak Djokovic in the tennis portion of the competition, rolling in straight sets in the first round. Team USA softball shutting down Mexico 2 to nothing to stay unbeaten, and American women's soccer is about to take on New Zealand in pool play in about an hour. Major League Baseball, the Dodgers bullpen capsizes as the Rockies come away with a 9-6 win in 10 innings. LA's relief pitching, barfing up six runs, including three, <laughs> <laughs> including three in the 10th inning. I love yes, I love You know, I love your active <laughs> verbs, baby. You know, you got to have a little bit of fun with it once in a That's while. That's right, buddy. America, uh, school, Dodgers are three games behind the Giants, who are in first in the NL West. The Pirates upstaged those Giants on Friday, 6-4. to four. The Mariners dismissed the Athletics 4-3. to three. A wild pitch was the difference here that would end up being the game-winning run in the seventh inning the astros team the rangers seven to three and the brewers gulp down the white Sox seven to one milwaukee with a grand slam and as you were referencing it the reports continue to be leaked and file in more details emerging seemingly every hour that oklahoma and texas are destined to make that move to the sec and that that should be made official in mere weeks and i want to send it back to you ant but i know that with the olympics going on i I think are you part of the the kayak competition i can't wait to see you in the the solo (laughs) kayak i think when do you start is that next week uh two weeks two weeks okay two weeks i'll be there (laughs) you'll be ready for the kayak all right i'm going for the gold you're going to capsize within five seconds inside yeah yeah i hear you bro (laughs) I hear you. Bring That's a life preserver. Way around for a bad joke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one. All seriousness, do you have any sentimentality toward college football and how the landscape is set up? 
I think it all, when you talk about winners and losers, the winners are those in the SEC and everybody else is a loser. And I even feel worse for those that are teams that are in the group of five. They were irrelevant, irrelevant now, and now they're going to be like, are we, why are people even going to watch them even more? It's less of an incentive. So I honestly, from that empathy, we all have that empathy, at least I do, and sometimes that gets me in trouble. But I, and now I really feel bad for like the University of New Mexico's or uh, yeah. not not to do a cheap shot, but like Temple. <laughs> yeah. You don't stop, do you? <laughs> I mean, you're lucky three thousand miles separates. Oh us. man, I can't but wait. You to... don't know that we know people on that side of the of the country. I feel like you could hire someone. Yeah, we know. We don't hire yeah. anybody. We just all part of an underground society, my friend. <laughs> yes. It's a brotherhood. Uh, Thank you, brother. I won't kidding this. Good stuff. Um, Let me ask you, Nikki, where are you at? You played college football. There's, uh, I know you're proud of it, and you should be proud of it. When you look at, again, the SEC, and when you add those kinds of schools, and, and this is where, you know, think about this. You know, look at the powerhouse that you would have between Florida, look at the SEC East for a second. Florida, Tennessee, and I'm not even going to Alabama, LSU. Florida, Tennessee, Georgia, right? Like, you got that that level along with South Carolina, Kentucky, Vandy, Missouri. And then in your West, with Alabama, LSU, and Auburn, I mean, you know, in your Mississippis, I mean, now you add Texas and Oklahoma? I mean, that throws everything out of whack. How do you look at it, Nick? I look at it this way, to to kind of piggyback off of what Brian said, like, the SEC is going to be the big winners because everybody's just going to be talking about SEC football. And that's, that's, I think, kind of the way it's been going for the past five-plus years is everybody's been talking about SEC football is the best, SEC football, could we have a national title where multiple SEC you know, teams going back pre-playoff. You know, I, I'm I'm fourth tradition. I mean, I grew up in Syracuse, which of course is you know back in the day was Big East country, and seeing Big East basketball go away because football rules all, and they wanted to make the move to the ACC. It hurt because it's like you know I don't get those rivalries anymore. I don't get the Syracuse UConn basketball rivalries, and I know football rules all, but in the case of the SEC, like. There was just something that felt right about Oklahoma and Texas in the Big 12. And seeing them go to the SEC, I understand that money, there's a lot more money to be made in the SEC. But when you look at the product overall, the teams, you know, what what is left? Because it's like, what are people paying attention to? SEC, Big 10, okay, mostly Ohio State, and that's really it for the most part. ACC, Clemson, and then a couple other teams, Notre Dame, you know, if they stay in the ACC again. And who else? You know, I think the, I think the product is going to be diluted because you're going to have these conferences that are either top heavy or they just have everyone. That's all people are going to talk right, about. Right. Or, or right. I mean, look, does SEC then go out and go get, say, "Hey, I want to get Ohio State, and Michigan"? I don't think that'll happen, but I think you'll see the SEC. No, make, but like but I, you, I, I you get, see, if I go, "Hey, come here, I'm going to join my suit. I got all the money now." I'll say this, Anthony. I can see the SEC making a run at Clemson in a, in a couple of years, if possible. Of course, well, can't that do makes... that. Actually, everyone in the ACC has entered into because you remember about like 15 years ago, 
the ACC was the conference that was on the verge of being poached to death, kind of like the Big East did. Oh, yes, when all, yes. And all the schools yes, entered right. into this like blood pact where they said, yeah. we can't leave this conference, yeah. so they can't go poach yeah. the, AC, the yeah. Clemson. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not out of the question that they go flex and, you know, you make an offer you can't refuse to Ohio State and Michigan. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what's, what's next? If that happened, then, then what? Then you just got one conference. You're better off whacking the whole country in in, a, in, in thirds. Well, we're kind of getting back to square one, basically. We're just kind of taking away the power from these individual conferences then. It's yeah. just, I... I, I'm, I don't like the development, but at the same time, again, I just don't, I don't think this one completely destroys the needle like you're describing. That's, that's where I'm like disagreeing with you here. I don't, I don't like this. It's not me being a iconoclast here. It's just that I don't think that the big 12 was worth mourning. We talk about Texas and Oklahoma, like they were longtime rivals and they were, but they were cross conference rivals because uh-huh. texas was in the southwest conference and oklahoma was in the big eight and now they're just and half of the some of the conference right now tcu joined the big 12 late and try to get back with their southwest conference foes Roots, but like yeah. arkansas was gone for a long time mm-hmm. nebraska's gone now everyone's been trying a&m bailed and A&M, i'm not saying you gotta you gotta was, you gotta mourn the big 12 I, i'm just looking at the sec and going that's a lot of power in the SEC. It is, but again, we're I mean, on that's a, a lot of star system. power that you got there, and it's it's completely, you know, there's no rival to to that conference. It is, but they're also going to be beating up on each other, and they're going to all take those losses and losses okay, mean right, a lot but, in the polls. But, but again, like, what is it? Think about what the bowl system now, how that would even work. I mean, you got the playoffs, and maybe. The bowl system is so antiquated because you you couldn't even have these conference alignments for bowl games well, anymore. We're kind of already seeing that because the Rose Bowl is already objecting to this expanded playoffs because they don't want to move off New Year's Day. Yeah. So like yeah. those traditions are already kind of being, you know, do you, debated do you guys, in that sector. Do you guys like the, the? You know, it's so it, it's such an interesting conversation, and we'll, we're going to shift it. To that, I also want to open up the phone lines at 877-99 on Fox and kind of see how you feel. But, you know, part of sport, now I'm very sentimental, right? Like that's kind of how I'm wired. And I view sports in that way, right? Now I do, it doesn't mean I'm I'm anti-change because I love the fact that the players are getting paid. Like there's things that I think need to happen. I like the fact that the NFL as adding an extra game. I've always thought it should be 18. I've always thought that they should expand the playoffs. I never understood the antiquated system that college football was on, you know, for years where they actually had a vote on who was the national champion, which was ridiculous that they didn't charge it. They didn't they didn't do it as uh, a playoff. I mean, it was almost un-American that they didn't do it as a playoff. But where do you guys stand on sentimentality when it comes to sports and a bit of a structure in the past and keeping something throughout? You know, change is necessary. Change is necessary in Cleveland, right, with the Cleveland baseball team and the name change. But there should be some sort of things that are 
at least special that we can celebrate. We'll talk about it. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome back, fellas. Brought to you by Discover. Don't forget, Discover matches all the cash back here in your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted 99% of places in the United States to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. All right. Uh, we're doing all this, having this, this grand kind of conversation, and a lot of it is about the whole kind of tradition. And, and you know, listen, I, I'm all for change, and I said it before the uh, before we went to break. There's a lot of changes necessary, but there's also a lot of pageantry about college football and tradition that I love. And I guess this is what I'm kind of reacting to, the the massive change, the massive shift. And I guess I know that people look at Texas and go, well, Texas is just, you know, they're they're a shell of its former self and that sort of but I still think they're 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 just all powerful. It's just they they'll get it right. They get too much there's too much resources. Resource resources still matter in college football. Right, Chris? They have, but they can also be deleterious. Like that's what we saw at USC where boosters have won have basically yeah. manipulated how that program is run to the point where they want to be comfortable. So they want compliant guys like Lynn Swan or they want to keep Clay Helton around or whatever it wants. It can get in your way. But yeah, I agree. Like it, it helps you get back on your feet faster, but they also have to be used properly. And so far, Texas has struck out on many, many coaches in quick succession. And they seem yeah, to fire them pretty quickly, too. Yeah, they have. But again, I think that's, you know, that's kind of where we're at. They still, but they still, it, well, it still matters. I still think it matters in the landscape of the sport. I still think Texas, that brand, Hook'em Horns, wields something. Like, I look at Texas and I still think, now, I don't know, I mean, you know, I could be I could be letting my sentimentality get in the way. Nick, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about it, Nikki? Uh, again, I, I'm a big traditionalist. I'm somebody who is, you know, to me, too much movement, I think, is a bad thing. Again, I understand that the money aspect of it. And with Texas, again, there's a lot of money that's going to be made from Texas and, you know, even more money is going to be going into the, the stadiums and the locker rooms and stuff like that. But I just think overall, you have too much movement, and I just think it just puts everything out of whack. I think because you have fans who have been fans for teams for so long, and they're like, hey, I'm so used to seeing this team play this team. When they're not playing them anymore regular season, yeah. it, it changes things. It impacts things. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's it's it, again, that's – and so much of college football the, the, is built upon that. That's a foundation of it. All right. You know, all this football talk is getting me excited. We'll look at the NFL as well coming up next. Fellas on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. 
We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that! Shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, dance bro. <laughs> 
Well, a good, good, good morning, uh, everybody. Happy Saturday. It's a sports Saturday with the fellas. That's us. And uh, first hour, reacting a lot toward the major news of Oklahoma and Texas and uh, the potential shift to the SEC, which looks fairly imminent, that those two powers will wind up in the mighty SEC already, the greatest conference on the planet, now adding two more powerhouses. It's, uh, it's pretty scary. It really is. But I must say, because we spent a good hour talking about the merits of it, and, you know, if it's good for the sport, the whole thing, but it does invoke a lot of football talk. And that's kind of getting to get me excited because we've reached that point. And congratulations to uh, Milwaukee and uh, the great performance of the Bucks, which uh, with Giannis, who is just awesome, and uh, so it was great. But man, I, I am star for football, and it's big because Cowboys, Steelers, we got them opening up camp. A lot of teams will open up this week. Everybody else coming. So we got football is underway. And, and you know, let's be real for a second. It, this is what really excites us. I read, a, I read a thing the other day about the top 10 sporting events that were non-football because the top 10 most viewed sporting events we're all football, not one other sport. I mean, it's pretty astounding. But that's that's our love affair, man. That's what gives us tingles, right? You get butterflies with football. Saturday, Sunday, and uh, coming up in in just a few, we're going to open up the phone lines, and you know, I want to I want to dive into a, a more of a larger football conversation. And how football, because I love this argument, like like B. Fenn and I go back and forth between the West Coast, East Coast stuff. But the way we celebrate football, it's, it's what I love about our country and how we celebrate. Because we celebrate it differently in all the parts from, you know, the Southeast to the Big Ten and the Midwest, the Rust Belt. Out through the plains, Explore. out to the west. I I, I love that. I, I do. I love the cultural aspect of how we celebrate football. And I love the cultural pride that comes with celebrating football. That's what's that. That's what I do find ultimately the most fun in that sport because it's such regional pride in a lot of ways. Whether it's your city, your town, or of course your conference. It's what's fun, Chris. Absolute man. I, I I've already had a ton of conversations this week somehow about Detroit and the best wings in Detroit and um talking with people about trying to get out for games and it's uh man, you I, I don't know. I've made a lot of friends just because I, I do a lot of Lions stuff and it's just people who I never would have met otherwise, just because of that that tie to one city to one place, Detroit. What what is, what is the uh, the wing thing? So there's a place in Detroit called Sweetwater Tavern, 
and they make this is you know our our it came up the other day. I was doing a show with one of our other people at Fox Sports Radio, Dan Beyer, who's not from Detroit, but he was in Detroit, and he talked about these really good wings he had. And without even naming the place, I knew he was talking about Sweetwater Tavern. They're not really? like they're not like buffalo wings. They're their own unique sauce. It's very hard to describe. But if you are ever in, are the, they are they like done in a coal oven? Because I've seen that. I don't are know. They fried? I, I think, like, how, I think how are they, they are fried. I think they are fried. My memory's a little hazy right now, but it's it's definitely they're tossed in a sauce. That's it's unique. It's a unique sauce. It's a spicy sauce, really? but it's got some. But it's brown. And it's got some, it's got flavor and body to it. It's, it's impossible for me to describe other than they are some of the best wings that I will get anywhere in Detroit. Really? Yeah. We go there all the time. Now, when would I'm you back put that wing up against many other wing places? Probably. Yeah. Wow. Maybe I'm looking rose colored glasses, but that's part of the magic of being back, you know, close to home or close to where your team is, man. Like, yo, Nikki I've started knows so many wings. game days. I've started so many game days by starting off at Sweetwater Tavern and walking down the field to Ford Field. That's awesome. Nick, is that heresy for you? You're probably a major wingman being I mean, from upstate New York. I mean, I am. I mean, you're a Buffalo. There's Gabriel's Gate up in Buffalo, which is some of the best wings you'll have um, if you ever traveled to Buffalo in New York State. Um, but I mean, for, for New York specifically, like where I'm from, from Syracuse, it's all about the hot dogs and Hoffman hot dogs. You can only wait. The hot dog is eclipses the wing in Syracuse simply because Hoffman is a place where you can like, well, for a while, at least when I was growing up now you can get them like shipped to you and stuff like that. But for a while, Hoffman hot dogs were the only, were, were a hot dog that you can only get in Syracuse in central New York. And then they moved out, they branched out over the years but, I mean, Hoffman's is is definitely there, especially because there's a restaurant called Hides of Liverpool. It's a hot dog place, and they serve only Hoffman's. I mean, that's the thing in Syracuse. You go to any hot dog place, they only serve Hoffman's. So, yeah, if you're ever in Syracuse. Um, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait, time to, hold on for one sec. Yes, sir. What makes the, the Hoffman dog a superior dog? The snap. Um, it, it's just the, the, the taste of it, it just tastes really, really good. It's, it's not like... Uh, any hot dog I've had, again, the snap to it's really, really well. The size of it is really, really well. Um, it, it's not. It doesn't feel like a lot of filler. It's a lot of like really, really just nice meat that they use. It's locally, right. you know, it's, it's local. Okay. And of course, salt potatoes. You got, you got to go to Hinder Waddles for the salt potatoes. What's that? French fries? What are you talking no, about? it's a salt. It's a, so what they are is they're they're round potatoes that you boil and they come with a. Uh, uh, a giant packet of salt, and you pour it in the pan or the pot, and it's a Syracuse staple. You put it in some butter, and it's Syracuse salt potatoes. They're a staple. Wow, I've never even heard of them. And I've been there. What was that? Forty uh, fours. The bar is that still around? I'm not sure. I know, like the bars that I grew up around, because I grew up on in, on Tipperary Hill, which is very Irish part of Syracuse. So you had like Rosie O'Grady's, which is still there. You have uh, Coleman's. Uh, you have uh, Blarney Stone is there. Uh, and there's, there's like a small, another small bar there, or at least where I grew up. But other than that, yeah. and then you also have Hafner's too, where people uh, in Liverpool go as well. 
Um, I'm not sure about 44s, um, but I'm actually going there. I'm flying to see my family on That's Syracuse. the number, right? That's the historic number. Yeah, 44. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 There was a bar. I, I mean, you, are you, you might be talking about the Varsity, because the Varsity is this giant like rest, this restaurant that's on. I don't know. Near, I just remember campus. 44s. I don't know. It's what a little I'll time do, ago. So. What, what I'll do is I'm going to Syracuse uh, on Sunday. You're going back to, home? Yep, to visit my family yeah. for a week, and I will text you. I'll let you know if I uh, stop by, and I will text you and see if it's yeah. still around. I'll text you a photo see i love this see i love this conversation about the culture of football right like what's the food what's the place what makes your experience so special right like isn't that what the, the whole pride is right in your town and your team and again it can roll through man it's you know, everything from Saturdays in college football to NFL Sundays and even the high school ranks, man. Can I tell you, Chris, Uh-oh. my my Anthony, he's starting to really get into it. Okay. So he's going through his, he's been practicing every Monday and Wednesday. They mm-hmm. put the pads on August 2nd. So and, when he goes uh, in it? What's that? I said that's that's one that's really it's kicking real. up there. Oh yeah, man. I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they have like good ninety minute practices, right? So the coach pulls me aside, and he goes, "Hey, Ant. he goes, your boy, he's really strong." Oh no, yes. <laughs> yes. What was he? So all up, all up. Well, let me let me guess. Is he playing lineman on both sides? So it's funny you said that. He goes, <laughs> I. He goes tackle on both sides. So he goes, listen. He goes, uh, you know, we were just kind of talking about things. He says, but I think I'm going to put little Ant right tackle. Oh man, the link position. Uh, there we go. All right, go. and he said D E. He edge, goes, I really tackle. I like it. Yeah, he wants to be a defensive end. He goes, I that's could see that's always him. the fun thing about high school because you know you play both sides in high school. You got time to figure out which one you're going to like more. If you're going to like pancaking guys and defending, or if you're just going to like trying to get back there and trying to hit someone and be mean. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Oh, he's, you're going to have to get. You no, know, he's on the eleven. Line. Yeah. So I got, I got actually. It's a good tip for if you're like my kid's a little bit. He's he's a sturdy kid, pretty strong, but. You know, I, he's also older. It's ten eleven, so I figured mm-hmm. this was a good time to introduce him. So, you know, he's one of the one of the older kids of the of the crowd. You know, it, it, at least it will help him get acclimated to it. Sounds like he's going to need some pointers soon from Uncle Lincoln. Yeah, get yeah. him on the line. <laughs> Believe me, uh, there will be a trip out. To see Uncle Link, right <laughs> tackle, man. Are you kidding? That's we'll be in Phoenix soon, man. With uh, Uncle Link giving him some pointers. And speaking of food and chicken, at some point I'm gonna have to make that trip to see Link because there is a place in kind of that Phoenix Scottsdale area I've known from trips when I was a kid for chicken. But that's a time for that's a tale for really? another day. Yeah, it was All like right. called well, Horny I, Toad, I, but yeah, really. Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of digging the uh, the football and food conversation. So you know, I kind of want to go around the country and open up the phone lines to all of our friends out there. 
99 on Fox. And do us a favor. I, I think this will be fun. Because in addition to, like, I, I don't want, just want to do angry sports talk show guy. Because I think that's played, right? So I really enjoy the fun of it and the, and the and learning about stuff, right? And learning about the – and I love to get involved in the different cultures of football. So give us why your region is the great – some of the traditions that makes your region special when it comes to the cultural – devouring of football. So that would include the stadium, whether well, it is, it could be high school, college, or pro. That includes the food that you're named that goes with it, right? And any sort of traditions. Like there's so many of them out there, and I and I just think it's an awesome you know, you know, it's funny, Chris, nobody's ever done a show. They've always talked about it, but they've never actually done it. You've seen bits and pieces of it. Like I like like when uh, ABC, that like that game, they would go to a bar. Usually it would be uh, Todd Blackledge being in a bar and go like, this is this. This is what this region's known for, which I was like. But I would love a whole show that would devour that stuff. I enjoy that. Yeah, so let I've- us know. Right, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, eight seven seven nine nine on Fox. We'll talk to you guys coming up next. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. I just said to Chris, I go, "Ah, oh, why am I such a loser?" Because I just heard that promo that we are running here on Fox about Cowboys Steelers. <laughs> If you're Hall a loser because of that, game. if you're a loser because of that, I'm an equally uh, an equal loser there too, man. Oh my god! I was like, "Ooh, Cowboys Steelers Hall of Fame game! I'm in." It's Just preseason the- too. You'll regret it by the third quarter, but you won't care. Either. Right? Right? Exactly. I, I didn't say it's so funny because you're probably like this too. I do the same thing every year. Like, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. And I go, I'm going to watch every second of this game. And then by the third quarter, there's, you know, there's Manny Moe and Jack playing. And yeah, there's no, third there's straight no, quarterback you've right, never heard of before. Right. And, but you're like, all right, though, no, this is kind of getting a little, you know, a little ugly. And then, you, you know, you're all in on the preseason because – it's been so long because the off season's so long, and you try to devour it early, and then you go well, all right. and then you get tired of it quickly. You're like, all right, I really need the games to start, well, and then the rhythm, Chris, goes like this, right? So the last two weeks of August take forever until at least you get to college football, right? And then when that starts, you're like, oh, thank God, and then the NFL starts, and then it just like goes in a blur. Yeah, there'd be some years where I'd even go methadone because the Canadian Football League would start <laughs> in like late July. Yeah. But that's what yeah. I mean by methadone because I'm I'm no. so desperate. <laughs> I'm watching CFL games. I'm watching Toronto and, yes. and Montreal just to cope yes. a little bit. But yeah, I the good news is though, Ant, not only are we getting a week zero of college football where it's like you know it's it's some of the FCS teams, but it's also these. 
you know, you were going to get like San Jose State and Hawaii a week yeah, before. Yeah, I'm down with else. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. But also... I like week zero. But also, you're talking about kind of the the excitement for, but then disappointment with the regret of preseason. We only have to deal with it three times this year, not yes. four. Yeah, it's a good Reduced point. Reduced preseason, it just means we're going to be right up in the guts of football before you know it. Yeah, that's a great point, dude. Great point. All right, let's talk to some of our friends. And this is going to be a little more fuck. I want to. I kind of want to shift gears a little bit. Now, you, you know, you guys could talk about yeah the issues if you want to get into uh, the the whole Oklahoma Texas thing to the SEC. But I I really want to know what makes your region so special when it comes to football, and it's your traditions, you know, with your stadium. And, of course, the food, because with any culture, food is a big part of it, right? Like tradition and food and celebration, that's all a big part of it. And to me, it's always been a quest to experience all that, even if it's just hearing about it or, you know, giving it, making a bucket list where someday I'd like to go to wherever town that you're in and experience that and eat that that hot dog that Nick was talking about. Let's get it started. Tom is in Oakland. Tom, you're on with the fellas. Good morning. Mr. Gargano, I'm on my way home from the uh, Oakland Police Department, and I enjoy your uh, Saturday show, especially during football season, very much. Oh, so thank like you, to Tom, and thanks uh, for your service over there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well... You got to earn it to go to jail over here now. Uh, all right, listen. yeah, you got to. It's like yeah, you got to. You got to. I hear you, you man. Have, I hear you. Right, same in same in Philly. I'm sure you got okay, that right. Uh, right, with respect to your opening monologue and uh, and how where college football is going, my wife uh, worked as uh, in Larry Scott's uh, office as his uh, director of communications for 12 years wow. at the Pac-12 offices. All right. Yeah. So let me tell you. Let me tell you where this is going. You you are half right. All right. Uh, and parenthetically, remember Oklahoma and Texas were making goo goo eyes to the Pac Pac-12 about eh, you know five six years ago. They're yes. looking to go ahead and get that TV TV money from the from the network. In other words. The pack, the uh, Big Ten Network, was the standard by which all other universities were judged because they had such a great uh, revenue package in terms mm-hmm. of their TV revenue. Yeah. That's about to be surpassed by the SEC. Uh, the Pac-12 blew it, and uh, Larry Scott got fired earlier this year. All right, but where this is headed, this is headed to, as you said earlier, super conferences. The only stumbling block, the last remaining stumbling block are college presidents who we know are weak-kneed weasels, but who when they go ahead and they uh, they go ahead and see what the revenues are, right. athletic football departments get to go ahead and fund the rest of their athletic departments, they will eventually capitulate. But that's where this is going. And so with you respect see, to, yeah, I'm sorry, real quick, do you see Pac-12, you see Big 12, which left of the Big 12 going to the Pac-12 and, and well, gobble up as much real estate as possible? Where were you're you're assuming that Oklahoma and Texas bolt for the SEC? All right. Right. If that if that happens, and your co-host made a salient point a few minutes ago when he said the Pac-12 would never take a religious school in Baylor, yeah. he's correct because they the we're the Pac-12 was going to take BYU, 
and and the Cal president and stuff like that balked at that. That's how come the University of Utah got in. But yes, mm. if, if if Oklahoma, Texas bolt, Oklahoma State, uh, I don't know about TCU, uh, but whatever else is is going to get picked off. Look, we're going to a super conference. It's like you said, it's going to get the country's going to get whacked up into four or five conferences, and that's and that's what it's going to be. And I understand maybe one of these days they'll actually play football. Uh, in uh, back east, I mean, I can hardly wait for Doc Doc, Doc Blanchard to come back to uh, you know uh, get Army back on its feet. I mean, you, you know, you're sitting there, where go go St. John's, Villanova. Oh my God, St. Joe's. Woo! Well, we do have something called Penn State. You know, that doesn't count. Franklin's getting ready to uh, you know up the score and poor little Liberty again. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's all. That's all you got. Tommy, what a pleasure, buddy. That was a great call, man. You got a good show, baby. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Oh, that's awesome. Here you go. That's it. He's speaking B Fed's language right there. Listen, he's right because out in the Northeast, where I'm from, there's not great college football. Now, obviously, I attended Temple University and we had our one little moment. We have a couple. We've had some. You know, we've had a Super Bowl-winning coach in Bruce Arians, and we will have another Super Bowl-winning coach in Matt Rule. But, yeah, we, we we don't really have a lot, other than Penn State. That's our kind of shining moment. That's our, our, our beacon. It's a lot State. of disrespect to Boston College. Yeah, <laughs> but Penn State, you know, greater than symbol BC, right? A lot of disrespect to New York's football team, Rutgers University. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, there's, <laughs> no there's nothing there. And Maryland, I mean, Maryland's yeah, not bad, but, nah. you know, you got, I mean, basically it's Penn State. And even that is pushing it because Penn State is still probably, you know, four hours away, three and a half hours away. Yeah, yeah. These all, at, so. This all pales in comparison, though, to the Northeast Real team, which is Notre Dame. But. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the yeah. subway, the subway, subway folks of yeah. NYC and lot, my neighborhood. Now there is, but I mean, there is a historical reason why we don't have good college football in the Northeast anymore. But you have to go like all the way back to World War II on that, on why a bunch of universities shuttered their their football programs and just never got back on their feet. But yeah, it's like it's Ivy League schools now. It's you know, schools at the second tier of Division One, so it's it, it does it does suck that the Northeast doesn't have a good representation. It's really the only region in our country that isn't well yeah. represented, except for maybe like the Upper Great Plains, like Montana and the Dakotas. Those aren't FBS. Yeah, but schools. I mean, think about the the Blue Field, right? In Boise, in Boise, yeah, you yeah, get Idaho. Boy, that's a great like the listen that Boise thing is awesome. I feel like Boise's the only one that should do it because I've seen Eastern Washington who have done the same thing. Yeah, but their field is red and it's an ice. Yeah. It's I. Yeah, but it's I, hard like to watch. It, I like it. No, I like it. It's just hard to watch after a while for, for on my eyes. <laughs> right, right. I hear you, but you know what I like about it? It differentiates itself. Like it's cool. Like I, I do think, and 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 that's the beauty. So a little bit of background. I, when I was uh, before I got into broadcasting. I was a writer, and I used to do uh, a lot of college football for the New York Post. So I would cover national college football, and I would do these long pieces. 
And so I would travel. I was on the road for over 300 nights a year. And during the football season, I would do a big college football and a big NFL game every week. And so, you know, I usually try to make them together somewhere close where I could fly the next morning on a Sunday morning. And it it was the greatest thing in the world because I loved being in Tennessee and Rocky Top. And, the you know, I'll still never forget, you know, I, I did it. I was doing a piece on Peyton Manning. And I went to class with him and going to that field, that checkered end zone and the Smoky Mountains in the background. It was just just fabulous. And, and like trekking around, you know, being in Lincoln where, again, what, that's the, the third largest city in Nebraska on a game day or second largest city in Nebraska on game day. And when you go and experience all this stuff, it it's all inspiring, man. Oh, you know, when you're looking at a hundred thousand strong, ninety thousand strong, it's impressive. All right, let's uh, get to B Fan, and we'll get back to the phones. B Fan, yo yo. So, if you haven't recanted your bet with Chris about Baylor going to the Pac-12, I have a wager that I want to add to this. Are you still thinking that Baylor has a chance to get to the Pac-12? Well, Tom already told me no, so okay. I guess not. Okay, because I was going to have a wager, and I guess that actually is not going to work now. But I was going to say that I was going to be on Chris's side to a point where Listen, I— you know more than I do about the Pac-12. It, you know, it, it, I'm not going to debate you on that. Uh, if the Pac-12— I know what I don't know. If the That's the first time you've ever admitted that. <laughs> well, you don't know anything, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's true. But so, you know, I was going to say, so if Baylor ended up going to the Pac-12, then I would show up to work the next time I filled in for KFIG and I would do the updates naked. But please I don't. don't. All right. Just so you please, know, please don't. the next time you fill in for KFIG, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make sure I'm off too. So, oh, we're- so And I'll be off too and then we can go golf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love it. So the Olympics are going on. We have live action. American tennis player Allison Risk is in the third set right now. Down two games to one, and she is trying to advance to the second round. We saw Novak Djokovic. Number one in the world in tennis go to the second round after he rolled in straight sets. We had three on three women's basketball and Team USA with an emphatic 17 to 10 win against France. Team USA softball shutting down Mexico 2 nothing to stay unbeaten. And coming up in a matter of moments, just starting up here is American women's soccer going up against New Zealand in pool play. So that is taking place right now. In Major League Baseball, the Dodgers bullpen face plants as the Rockies score six runs off Dodger relief pitching and Colorado with a 9-6 to win in 10 innings. The Dodgers are three games behind the Giants who are currently hovering in first place in the NL West and those Giants actually lost 6-4 to the Pirates yesterday after San Francisco first baseman Lamonte Wade Jr. Badgering, badgering himself for his fielding error after that ended up scoring two runs and it preserved Pittsburgh's lead. And finally, the reports continue to circulate, circulate and we are discussing this in, in, in large part a lot on this 
program, the universities of Oklahoma and Texas will have their move to the SEC made official in mere weeks. Let's get back to a man who I believe is competing in table tennis next week. He is on the calendar in the Olympics. It's Anthony Gargano. Thank you there, B-Fan. I got to give you lessons in ball breaking, all right? There's, there's PhDs here, or I'm... Oh. Did, <laughs> so you, you did, did you finish high school? Dude, you're bad. <laughs> you're not even good at it. <laughs> I give a, you... I, at least you try, so I'll give it to you. But you just... Because when they go straight up corn, what? we're talking about you, brother. You're holding in all the dude, laughter dude, that you're bad. trying... You're holding in all this bad. laughter. Like, you got that cringe comedy. And, and what's wrong with that? It's I cringe when I hear you try it. <laughs> hey, well, at least you admit it's funny. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't call it comedy. Thanks, pal. Yeah. Here he is, B-Fen. Coming to a stage near you. Nice nightclub. You can see that. Uh, all right, let's get back to the phone. Because I'm dying to talk to people. And do me a favor, Tommy in Mississippi. I want to know about... I, I've, I've never been to... I'm trying to think. I did a Mississippi State game at some point. I've been to Alcorn State because I saw Steve McNair play there. But I love this stuff. Let's go to Frank in Vegas. Frank, you're on with the fellas. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. Just got off of work at Las Vegas' newest resort on the Strip. Oh, yeah? World. Oh, nice. Brand new, man. The last time they built a new one was the Cosmopolitan. That was 11 years ago. What's the theme? Uh, well, we've got three different hotels wrapped up into one. We've got a Hilton property, Conrad property, and Crockford, which is in that order of succession, you know, the, the classier you get. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, the wow. restaurant's phenomenal. We got Celine Dion. The entertainment's just top notch. We kind of snatched, snatched them from, you know, Caesars and, and the MGM property. So it's, it's cool. It is the place, but I called, and I'll, I'll give you some clues. Tailgating doesn't get any better in the uh, NFL's first dynasty. That's my first clue. Where, where am I talking about? NFL's first dynasty. The NFL's first dynasty? You told yes. you originally from Pittsburgh? No, 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 no. They have our logo. That logo Pittsburgh has came from a steel company in my hometown. A, NFL's a, first dynasty. In, in, in Green Bay? On the shores of Lake Erie, the north coast of America. Oh, Where am I my God. About? Come on. Cleveland? Yes. Cleveland, baby. Cleveland. Cleveland. Doesn't get any better. Great Lakes Brewing Company. Throw a couple of those back. You got Baker Mayfield. He played golf with Alice Cooper today. How about that in Cleveland? And Alice shot Did he really? Age. According to Baker, Alice shot his age. That's great. That's but, great. Uh, you know, you got the Rock Hall right there. You've got, I think, you, well, you know, Amish country is not too far. You got wine country. So many options. And then you're the home of the Guardians. What are your, That's what are your right. thoughts on the, the Cleveland Guardians? I like it actually. I, I think it's. I think it's good. I think, listen, yeah. changes, changes yeah. always. You got to get used to it. But right. it, it was cool. I, I thought I loved the video they did. Hanks doing the voiceover. Right. I thought that was pretty cool. I'll tell you, I spent some time in Westlake, Ohio. Right. 
And I, w- I was an East Sider. I was an East Side guy. Gotcha. I used side, to. But let me tell you, I like the like, flats. The flats is great, but if you like New York style deli, Slimin's deli, corned beef, piled high, Cleveland style mustard, you cannot get a better corned beef sandwich. Within what, that, would, un- what would Cleveland's number one tailgate for? Just like that, that comfort food be? If Cincinnati has chili, what does Cleveland have? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it, it, it's a tough one because Cleveland's such a good mix of Italian, Jewish, and German. I mean, it's just Greek. We got it all. So there's really not one signature dish, but, you know, Ohio State. Uh, listen, I appreciate your, your, your Browns pride, too. It's a great football town. It really is. Oh, oh yeah. Lifetime, I got a lifetime contract with the Browns, and, and this year I'm all fired up and we're going to do. Th- we're going to win the division. Uh, we're definitely going to win the division. I like it, buddy. Yeah. I like it, Frankie. That's good stuff, man. Thank you. See, I love the. I love that regional pride, man. I actually didn't know that the Guardians were to be named after those statues, but I remember seeing those statues because I went to the Cavaliers parade when they had when they you know won with LeBron and everything like. You you see those statues? They're they're towering over you on those bridges. What made you go to the parade? Well, I was living in Toledo, Ohio at the time, and I was working at uh, at uh, one hundred six point five the ticket in Toledo, and the Cavs won. And I had uh, one of my one of my uh, aunts lives in Cleveland, and I was like, all right, well, it's just a two hour road trip, and I'm never going to see anything like this again in my life. And I was right; millions and millions of people just swarming Cleveland's to see the Cavaliers parade. So I just went there to experience it. That's cool, man. Yeah, but you see those things. Like, I didn't realize, I woke up and I saw the name Guardians and I wasn't quite sure what was going on, but then I read about, you know, these things, they're named after these, yeah, these the statues, bridge. the yeah, bridge yeah. statues. But I yeah. I have a picture. I walked over one of those bridges. I saw yeah. those statues. I just yeah, didn't realize they had cool. meaning. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I, I see, I like that too. I, I, I like the fact that, it represents something in the in town, right? Like it's cool because that that's what it should be. That goes all about the the, the pride of your city. So I'm, I'm with you. I agree with you. I like it a lot. Eight seven seven nine nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine on Fox. We're talking about football. Your regional pride. What makes your town special? And with when we talk about culture, it's tradition, it's food, it's ambiance. What's yours? And again, high school, college, or NFL, football, the siren song of football. We're the fellas right here on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my game. <laughs> well, good, 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 good morning, everybody. Happy, happy Saturday. That's right. It is July the 24th. As we arc toward the end of uh, month number seven. Which means that puts us square into football season, which has dominated the conversation. Obviously, uh, we're kind of imbibing a little bit in it in case you just joined us. We talked a lot early on about the move, the imminent move of the universities of Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, which will dramatically shift the balance of power. We were talking about it earlier, about how the 
And it seems the conferences or the merger has begun and looks like the country will be whacked up in the thirds, maybe quarters. But all we know right now is the SEC will be the beast of it all. Wow. Adding Texas and Oklahoma. And I, I'm not so sure how I feel about it. I, you know, the rich traditions, and that's it brought us into the traditions of football. And we've had some great callers. I mean, absolutely fun, interesting, great, great callers. And that's what makes football special from a cultural standpoint. Like, we love it, right? And it's no different than European soccer, where they celebrate soccer differently, whether it's in England, Germany, Italy, France, Spain, right? Where we, football's us. And in our great states, our great nation, we we celebrate it differently. So I loved, we've had, you know, one of our guys who was in Colorado talking about Pueblo and the Division Two champs grilling the, uh, the tacos and the nachos. Fantastic. We just had Timmy in, in Nebraska talking about what life is like in Lincoln, which is a which is a blast, right? So much fun in in uh, in Nebraska. And then by the end, Timmy talked about the Kansas City before we ran out of time and what life is like on a Sunday morning in Kansas City. First time I was ever in Kansas City. Uh, I was there to cover a playoff game. And I I arrive, and it's like Friday late afternoon. And so typically you got some downtime, right? And, in fact, I had a buddy of mine who was a baseball player, David Seguet, who lived in Kansas City. So I was going to go hang out with him. But I go to the stadium. I went to to the stadium for something, pick up a credential or whatever. And I saw the RVs beginning to line up. And they went, oh, yeah, people come on a Friday night to get ready for Chiefs football. I was like, wow, man, they're doing 48 hours in the RV? And uh, and already by Sunday morning, I remember arriving early and the sky above Arrowhead was already charcoal gray with all the tailgates. Like, that was a cool... Then you have the gray of the sky... It was probably a great day, but the smoke from the barbecue, and then you had that juxtaposition with the blood red of the Chiefs fan in the stands, and it was really, really cool thing. Loved it. And now I got a, uh, two of my dear friends, Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo, and Spags, of course, is uh, on the show a lot, and Big Red now in Kansas City, and it's uh, it's that's a great that's just great football out there, Chris. That is it. Of course, we got Chris with us, Psycho Chris and Nikki. Big fan is on trending and for Figgy today. But all this stuff, I love talking about all this cultural football stuff, Chris. Oh, yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, it is America's sport at the end of the day, and you get the fabric across there. And just I, I think it's not to take away from the NBA because I know that's your your – league over there you love your Sixers but for me with the with the NFL 
I can't think of a single team. Don't, don't forget the Eagles, please. Do, I mean, well, I wasn't. I see. I wasn't quite sure on your relation with the Eagles. I know it's a little oh, rocky God, as of dude, right no, now. The so. Eagles is my. That if I had to say one team, listen, I love my <laughs> I love my Philly. So I'm in the Flyers. In, now I've stepped in it. Nah, the birds. I mean, I like that. You you grew up like football's sure. number one in my town. Yeah, like. You know, cheesesteaks and football. They do crab cakes and football. Maryland, we do cheesesteaks and football in Philadelphia. <laughs> like, they, I was a little boy, and my father took me to Eagles-Cowboys NFC Championship game, and it's, you know, 16 degrees out at Old Veteran Stadium, and you don't understand. Like, that was a rite of passage, Eagle fans. Like, that thing runs deep. Deep. That's sure. football, man. You yeah, know? but I was—I I, I guess before this is why I was trying to avoid by invo- invoking the Eagles. But it for me in the NFL, everyone, the NFL's prided itself in parity for so many years, and at the jump of every season, it fe- it really does feel like everyone's involved. Maybe not every year, but at the very least, it's so chaotic and it's so. You, you can't really chart out where a lot of these teams are going to go. Yeah, like, you know, Detroit Lions right now will be rebuilding. But from the jump, everyone's got a chance to be in it. And also, we talk about all these teams mostly evenly. Like, even right now, we're, we're going to be talking about the Jaguars this year. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Because they've got an exciting new coach and a new quarterback and everything. So there is this... The parody of the NFL allows... For 32 unique fan bases to all kind of have their be represented and feel like there there's a there's a good chunk of them out there, right? So there is something to dive into with each team. You're dead right, brother. Dead right. It's what's it's what's brilliant about it, and it's funny because in in, in college football and you know lower divisions and, and division two or high school. It's just all about the the pride, and it doesn't. Yeah, you want to win, but it's all about the celebration of it. You know, it's it's really interesting. By the way, some news: uh, Malik Hooker, according to Ian Rappaport, looks like he's going to stick with the Cowboys. So, assuming the physical workout goes well, it looks like Malik Hooker will be a Cowboy. And you wonder if that's a if he comes into his own. That could be a really good pickup for the Cowboys. Of course, their defense was one that they've addressed a lot this offseason after the debacle was last year. We'll see if it's any better. But I like Hooker a lot. I do. I think it's a good actually a really good move. Uh let's keep it going and talk to our friends. Let's go to Tom is in Mississippi. Hello, Tom. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, first and foremost, good luck to you to your son, Anthony. Oh, thank you. I, I know that's exciting, man. Tommy, you know what? You know how it is. Like you get you get pumped up. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. I'm pumped up for you. Thank you, brother. So I'm originally from Virginia, but I moved to Mississippi for work some years ago, and I'm gonna talk about high school football. Yeah, it is unlike anything. Ever. First and foremost, they shut the cities down 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. You're getting ten to 15,000 fans in the seats 
they tailgate like never before, like it's a college game. I have never seen that in all my days. And on top of that, the school that my daughters were going to, they were playing uh, – I forgot the name of the team that Brett Favre was, was coaching. He was the offensive coordinator. So oh, you had yeah. Brett Favre. You, you had Brett Favre there. And then landing on – they cut the lights on in the softball field. You had Dan Mullins uh, landing his helicopter in the softball field coming to watch the game. And then they cut the baseball lights on. And you had Nick Saban landing his helicopter there to uh, watch Friday night football. And I tell you the the, wow. food, the food, the atmosphere, the, the I mean it, they they showed uh, the games on TV. Uh, the facilities were great, and it, it's it's like nothing else. The food, you name it, they had it. Crawfish, mm. they had uh, seafood broils. Uh, they they had it. I mean, you know, in the South, they deep fry everything. Oh they yeah, had, yeah. Oreos, the craw- the crawfish had to be outrageous. They they were they were, uh, uh, being being that we were two hours uh, north of uh, uh, New Orleans. So uh, man, but Mississippi high school football is is unlike anything ever. And, That's uh, so cool. Just, just great experiences. Oh man, I tell you, bro, I, I would love to to experience that. That that sounds incredible. What, what, just why I got you. I'm just curious. What do you think of the the news about Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC? You know what? I, I think it's a good thing. Uh, let's let's get them all in in one good division and hack it out, uh, and, and bring the uh, SEC up to fourteen. I mean, sixteen teams. So um, let, let's get them in there. I mean, it's going to be amazing. Think about this. Every Saturday, you got something like Oklahoma versus Florida, or yeah. Oklahoma or Texas versus <laughs> Georgia in the reg- in the regular season. That 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 takes the place or removes uh, uh, Alabama versus the Citadel. No no pun to the Citadel, yeah. <laughs> but, but that now gets replaced with Alabama versus Texas or Oklahoma. You you can't beat that. So let let's bring them in. Let's get it all. And let's hack it, um, and and you know when they move the playoffs to to uh, twelve teams, at least six of them going to come from the SEC. You can guarantee that. Wow, I, I agree. Listen, that's a great way to look at it, man. Once again, I love Tommy that, that story of the high school in Mississippi. Wow, that's great stuff, man. Thank you, brother. You have a wonderful week. What a uh, Chris, that got me, man. <laughs> 15,000 yeah. strong I on a, a Friday night. And that, Dan, there's the, Dan Mullins, there's Nick Saban. The helicopters are coming <laughs> in. The crawfish, the, the seafood boils are going on. Dude, that's outrageous. Yeah, I had a friend who covered Texas high school football, and it's kind of not quite as eclectic as a scene there. But, yeah, it, it definitely means something something very special down there for high school football yeah i i got like that's a that's a cool scene you you, you appreciate this and, and nikki i know you do too the the i love settings right it's like why i like television movies and stuff like the the whole settings of stuff and you can you can visualize that right like you, you know in your mind's eye you could see the 
the helicopters landing amid the dust of the softball field, right? With the dramatic lights. And then you could just see these, you know, all the tailgate, all the townspeople. I mean, that's what we missed during COVID and the pandemic is these kinds of celebrations and happening on a Friday night, you know, in Mississippi. That's a, that's an awesome spectacle. Awesome. All right. 877-99 on Fox. I need more. All right. Uh, I, I'm, it's, I'm salacious when it comes to this. I need to hear more. I, I need to feel more of all the regions. The 877-99 on Fox is how you reach us. I'm Anthony Gargano. We got Psycho Chris. We got Nikki B. Fan on trending right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Welcome back. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Of course, we're brought to you by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. So, in case you're just joining us, just tuning in, uh, a lot to do and lots to talk about when it comes to football. And uh, we're kind of getting you set, letting your mind wander to the start of football season. And what it really, what's your own culture in uh, where you're from, the region where you celebrate football, the cultural aspect of it? That's some terrific calls kind of taking us inside where you're at. What makes football special? And again, with any other, with culture comes what? Tradition, it comes food, and what you do to consume football. Then, of course, we're talking a ton about the SEC and its uh, imminent recruitment of Oklahoma and Texas. We had a caller earlier, and we were talking about this, and, and he's right. Pac-12 really botched it because the, Pac- the Pac-12 should have had Texas and Oklahoma. Now look at it. If the Pac-12 is adding Texas, Oklahoma, look at the Pac-12 now. Chris, like now you have way more balance among the superpowers. I guess it would again depend on again what we what Texas is. I don't think Texas. Well, just go by yeah. just go by what it. I mean, listen, Texas. You you correctly said to Texas and USC right now are probably the same. They're in a downturn, but knowing that you have a lot of power with Texas, if you added Texas and Oklahoma to the Pac-12. You know, that, that, that's it would mean. help their stature. Absolutely. Yeah. And it would help that there's more reputable, reputable teams there that, you know, you, you it, it feels like when the we talk about the Pac-12 again, at least on the national stage, it just doesn't get attention unless it is USC and now more recently Oregon. Oregon used to not be that kind of school that would get that kind of attention. That all changed when Chip Kelly you know, took over the program and suddenly this thing is Oregon is the epitome of high flying offense, Nike jerseys that change every week. Now we think about Oregon like that and we want to see Oregon. 
when Washington was that dominant team for about three years in the yeah, Washington Pac-12, always had that. it didn't yeah, wa- really yeah. move the needle at all. And Don't yeah. say that to Big Link. No, I know. Big Link I, and I, Kennedy. I, He's all out apologies there to him. All apologies to him. But it's the same story if, like, say, you know, Utah ever wins the Pac-12 title. Or, you know, maybe we we respected Stanford a little bit when it was around, but it was never really... It it just never you'd look at the polls every year and you would just see that kind of like, yeah, we just don't really we just don't really care. But I mean, the Big 12 had that same problem, too. If it wasn't Oklahoma or Texas, when it was, you know, Baylor topping the Big 12, they were always kind of lower than when they where they should have been until probably the last week of the season or so. Yeah. So there are rep there are reputation problems when it comes to teams in a poll system. And yeah, when you have more good teams in a conference, it does afford you more, more. I hate using the term, but quality losses. People see, okay, well, you lost to Texas, so but that's okay because they're Texas. Yep. Yep. No, that's, a, that's the truth. It's interesting. You brought up Oregon the other night. I was with my nephew, Joe, my nephew, Joe, and he says to me, Uncle Ant, you know, I want to go to Oregon. He loves basketball. <laughs> I go, you want to go to Oregon? I go, why do you want to go to Oregon? He goes, Nike. I love Nike. Oh. Like he's that kid who loves everything with Nike. This he's is going to break your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this is just going to break the heart of my dear friend Ross, who just got a big time job at Adidas. And uh, he's, we, I've, I've already been eyeballing some of his, uh, <laughs> some of his benefits there but uh yeah it's it's hard to fight against nike man it's such a a massive brand and you see adidas needs to have its own you it does it does because yeah you're right because under armor i mean not that under armor is 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 anything comparable to adidas or nike but they have maryland maryland's kind of their flagship where they test right because that's where it's from yeah listen i love under armor i mean that company is an amazing company what they have done Absolutely. to get to get to build it from scratch. I mean, they're they're an, that's an amazing group right there. Could you imagine? Like, I think it was ten years ago. We still had some schools. I think we might still with Boston College wearing Russell Athletic right, out there. Right. Like now that was the Bobo. Yeah, you're right. Under they were the Bobo brands. The Bobo brands, and now here comes. Yeah, he's gonna have Skechers out there or something. But here comes <laughs> Under Armour, and they carve out a space to stand alongside Adidas and Reebok before Adidas bought Reebok, and to stand out there with Nike. And yeah, man, like it. You can joke about their shoes all you want, but they've they they made a space for themselves. But yeah, man, it's just it's hard to fight against that swoosh. The swoosh yeah. really, yeah. it uh, it's like it a, mem- it's like a spell. It, me- it mesmerizes yeah. <laughs> the kid. Listen, I'm like that too. I'll be. I got to be real with you. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm a, got- I, but I'm. I like all the, like I, I like Adidas a lot. I'm a, I'm a Nike. I'm an Under Armour man. I even got some Pumas in my closet. I enjoy. Do some you Puma. really? Yeah, yeah. I, I was broken hearted, dude. Like I, I, I spent the last, uh, like month cleaning out these storage spots I had. So I had two sword spots. So I found a box, and I found these sneakers. So back in the day, you, you know who Hugh Douglas is? You yeah, I, I vaguely remember the name, yeah. All right, so Hugh was a big-time defensive end 
for the Eagles. He was with the Jets. He went to Jacksonville. And I love Big Hugh. He was a great player. And he, he says, dude, uh, he, lo- he goes, what? he's looking at my feet. He goes, what size are you? I go, 13. He goes, so am I. He goes, listen, I got a box of Nike stuff. I, you know, I got to just get It's in my car. You want it? I went, yeah. Are you kidding me? So he gives me this box. And, dude, it was like a, I felt like a kid. It was like gold. It was like there was, there was about a half a dozen pair of sneakers and, you know, tank tops, shorts, workout stuff, right? I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I was all like I was I was fired up, and the next thing you know, uh, I found a pair, two pair of these sneakers. So I was all excited. I, I wore them, and dude, it, they came apart. Like it was the, the 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 sneakers just fell apart, like worse than Zion. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a pair die on me the other day. Definitely Hugh must have just given you with some tread on the tires there. No, so. no, no, they were brand oh, new. Oh, they were brand new. No, okay, the problem okay. was they sat in the in the uh in the closet sat, too long. Oh you're right. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, you gotta treat those right. You gotta take them out every now and then and just They didn't sure breathe. They, you gotta yeah, breathe. Absolutely. But I I lost them. They were in the storage place. Ah. I was like, oh man. I was all excited, and all of a sudden, I'm looking, I'm, and I'm leaving a trail of rubber. Oh, man. Orange rubber. Speaking they were of- like Clemson. They were like Clemson <laughs> sneakers, man. They were oh, dynamite. The, the leather orange. Oh, that, I'm that so paw, mad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so yeah. mad. All right, here's the deal. We're going to, uh, we got Keith in Kansas City, Dave's in Michigan, Nathan in Green Bay. So three great football meccas we're going to go to and get all how we celebrate from the culture. I want to hear from you guys. Again, how we celebrate high school, college, NFL, your traditions, your your food, whatever you do, your stadium. Let us hear about it. But first, let's go to Big Fan get some trending. Thank you so much, Ant, and Team USA will go, as we talk about the Olympics, which are taking place right now, we'll go the first day without meddling, which is something that the Americans have not done since 1972 in those Summer Olympics in Munich. Currently, right now, the women's soccer team for Team USA is up 2-0 against New Zealand at the half. Three-on-three women's basketball. Team USA is 2-0 after wins against Mongolia and France. Novak Djokovic, world number one in tennis, has won his first-round match. Five more wins for him, and he would get the gold medal as he is looking for the Golden Slam, which would be winning every major in a calendar year on top of a gold medal. Novak Djokovic, we mentioned him. Team USA... Softball gets the win against Mexico 2-0 to stay unbeaten. In Major League Baseball, the Dodgers' bullpen collapses as the Rockies come back and win 9-6 in 10 innings. LA's relief pitching 
barfing up six earned runs, and that included three in the 10th inning. And the Dodgers are three games out of first place, a spot that is held by the Giants, who lost yesterday against the Pirates 6-4. to four. Other mentions, the Mariners dismiss the Athletics 4-3. to three. The Astros spray down the Rangers 7-3 to three as Texas has befallen to a 10th straight defeat. And the Brewers sideswipe the White Sox 7-1. to one. Milwaukee with a grand slam. And, of course, all of those reports coming out that Ant has been talking about with Texas and Oklahoma saying goodbye to the Big 12 and getting ready to wed with the SEC in a move that will be made official according to reports in mere weeks. And as I toss it back to you, I know you had one caller talk about the joys and the excitement of high school football in Mississippi. Let's not forget, and I think he would admit to this as well, JUCO football in Mississippi is almost on the level of Division I college football. You really? got, we all saw Last Chance you, right? Yes, East, yes, great point. East yeah. Mississippi Community College. Yeah, I have been yeah. on that campus. There is a lot of talent in JUCO ball. Guys that are worthy as far as the way they can play, they just haven't gotten their academics in order, but they're one step away. And I encourage everybody, bucket list, JUCO Mississippi football, what go do it. What out there? My goodness. Well, I lived in Memphis. I was a, a local sports reporter and anchor for a local TV station in Memphis. And when I wasn't working, I'd go down and call games. I'd call oh, Juco awesome. football games. And one of my one of my games, I did not realize it. My audio was picked up and they used it on the second season of Last Chance wow, You. Yeah, it was only a couple lines. Cool. It was only a couple lines, but you hear that's my right? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. I, I had no idea they used it. And in the credits, they spelled my name wrong. But other than that, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pleased. <laughs> so. But, oh, that's cool, yeah, man. man. Was, I like it. Thanks, I man. like it a lot. Very good. You demand. All right, baby. Thank you. Be fan on a trending. Very neat. I like it a lot. Uh, all right, let's get back to our phone calls and talk to our friends as we go take a trip around the country. How we celebrate football. Keith is in Kansas City. Hello, Keith. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing, buddy? What's up, my man? Nothing, man. I had to call. I don't normally call, but you got the fellas, football, and food. So you got to call. You got to yes. call. Thank you, man. I pre- that's my passion, too, brother. <laughs> hey, man. So, so, so a couple callers t- touched on Kansas City. You did a nice job talking about KC coming over the ridge. You see the the barbecue and all that, the, the smells and and all the things wafting in the air. So I wanted to touch on a few other things about Kansas City. So, man, you can be in the stadium. Everybody's having a blast. You got the barbecue smells. Mm. You got the tailgating. And when you're singing the national anthem, that bomber starts coming over the horizon. You feel the rumble under your feet, and it's the home of the cheese. I don't care. I don't care where you are in Kansas City, man. You can hear that rumble from that baby coming across the sky, and it's just amazing, man. So whether your barbecue is Gates, Q39, Casey Masterpiece, you name it, Arthur Bryant, Kansas City place to be when it comes to football. That is awesome. Let me ask you a question because I I love steak, right? Like a good steak, man. I love – so if you're – what is your cut of meat? Because it doesn't get better meat than KC. So you so you can go you can go ribeye, 
You can go prime rib. You can go, you know, KC strip, 12-ounce, 16-ounce. When you're real hungry, man, it, it doesn't matter. You, we, got, we got the meats for you. We got the sausage for you. Whatever you want, man. Kansas City, all the way. That's fantastic. Way. I love it, brother. That's great stuff, man. Listen, enjoy your weekend, man. All right? Great talking to you. That all is right, awesome. See you, mate. There's nothing. I'll tell you, I had a I had a great moment once. Uh, it was like right before the lockdown. So you know, Chris, our friend Baldy, Brian Baldinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta give a shout out to Baldy and his Baldy's breakdowns. If you're a football fan. You should check him out on Twitter and Instagram. You can check me out at Anthony L Gargano on both of them. Uh, but Baldy, we we I go over to his house. He lives near me. And uh, he puts on two tomahawk steaks on the grill. And he doesn't even put out, and he cooks them perfectly, right? And there's no silverware. And he's got, a. we had a bottle of wine and two of these, two of these tomahawk steaks that we just ate holding a bone. Like two cavemen. Dude, this steak was ridiculous. Probably one of the best steaks ever had. You steak man, Chris? Absolutely. Uh, I I always I always man. There was a good place in Toledo for the steaks. It was a Mancy's Italian Mancy's Steakhouse, kind of an old style Italian steakhouse in the old the old East. Uh, was it East? I forget what side of Toledo. But either way, like yeah, yeah. I it's funny because I don't. My dad used to grill a lot, but. You know, I don't really have a chance to really grill outside too much from where I live in apartments, but I do. If I get a good cut, I I can broil them real well, and you just I I like them medium rare. Just usually I like you know you, you can do a lot with cooking, but there's something there's something unique about just if you get a steak just right, oh, with just great. that little yes. bit of little bit of butter plus the seasonings on it, and you're all set there. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm with you, man. It, it's I'm, an art to get you. those things right, too. Yeah, Nikki, you steak man, Nikki. Absolutely, my my stepdad um, makes these giant T-bone steaks on a charcoal Weber grill, and I tell you what, cause I've never had a better steak wow. in my life in terms of just a home cooked grilled steak, man. My my stepdad knows how to do it. He puts a little spice on it. You know, just flame. Yeah, on the grill oh, like that. That's charcoal, ridiculous. Charcoal, make it extra tender. Oh man, it's 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 yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, that's a that's an art, man. No sauce, no nothing, just plain. No, you don't need. So no. that's the thing. You don't need sauce. Some, so we some, got a good makes, steak. Oh, mom makes some potatoes on the side. Oh, you're set, bro. Yeah, man. I'm there. I, I like it. Dave is in Michigan. Where Michigan? You want to talk about? The culture of football, it lives in Michigan. What do you say, Davey? I say that you're awesome, Anthony. You wake me up at that morning at six o'clock in the morning. I love your passion and that um uh you're spot on about that Ben Simmons dude, I'll tell you. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. He kills me, man. The dude kills me. Stop stop being a brand, be a basketball player. I'm holding a, a piece of culture and tradition in my hand, and I think Chris will probably appreciate this. This is a Detroit Lion championship football. <laughs> I know that could be an oxymoron, but it says established date 
1930, NFL champions. Uh, 1935, 1952, 1953, and 1957. I bought it at a garage sale. Um, it's got those uh, uh, three uh, lighted uh, panels on it for autographs. And the young kid's name was Colton. He autographed it uh, with a uh, with a oh running. Oh uh, God, that's awesome! Uh, with, with a with a running uh, uh, magic marker. It looks like purple. And they had 10 cents on it, but Colton wasn't there, and his dad was there. And, uh, you, you know, I'm kind of a funny guy, so I went up there and I says, Well, you know, you're going to have to tell Colton the only thing that I can offer is, uh, is, is a nickel because it's the Detroit Lions. And by gosh, Anthony, I, I, got this, I got this ball for a nickel. <laughs> oh, my God, that's wild. That yeah. is wild. What, what's but, it like? I, I remember. Uh, I remember uh, I I lived in my grandma's house. I remember back in 1962 when I was seven years old, I was watching the Thanksgiving Day Massacre. It was the only loss of the Green Bay Packers. Um, the Detroit Lions won 26 to 13. Okay, and uh, Bart Starr got sacked 11 times. Roger Brown sacked him six, and that's why I became a Lions fan. I'll tell you, I was I was really geeked up and everything, but um, I just uh, two weeks beyond my full retirement age here, and that's been been the only moment, the only happy moment of Jeez. of my Ryan football career, Anthony. Yeah. But um, I, I got to tell you something here. Yeah. Uh, I, I got the, I got a book called uh, well, it's a biography of Mammoth, and on page uh, two or three. It says this. It says, by 1963, the league had a new commissioner, Pete Rozell, who suspended the, the, uh, two of the game's biggest stars, uh, Green Bay running back Paul Horning and Detroit defensive tackle Alex Karras for the entire year because of their gambling. Karras, less of a star, but also publicly repentant, didn't bet against his team either. But he also bet less than Horney, reportedly only 50 on six games. But the commissioner did not appreciate the company Karras kept, nor did he approve of the Grecian Gardens restaurant where the Lions were known to hang out with some undesirable gambling wow. types. Five of Karras' teammates were fined for betting on NFL games in which they did not play. Did you, try did you know the people there? Huh? Did you know the people at that, that restaurant? Oh no no no! Oh. I I live in uh, well Leone, like I said there. Um, okay. uh, it's just a four corner town. Know that, you know what's funny? I know that book. My buddy Mark Kriegel wrote that book. Yeah, yeah, he's a great book. writer. It's a, it's a great read. It's it a is great read. It's but, a great um, book. Yeah, but but the thing about it is, when I was seven years old, I was watching that game, and I got that name of book, and uh, the the five other teammates that were. Um, uh, th- that were fine for betting, they were on the, the right side of the defense. So oh, after all of these years, that. I mean, I'm, I'm going on, I, I'm, uh, you know, uh, 60, 60 years since I first watched the Lions opening, and this game was alive. There's no way in, oh. in, on God's green earth that that game was not fixed. That's crazy. Listen, do me a favor, because it's great call, I want you to have a wonderful retirement. Congratulations on your life's hard work. All right. Oh, just 
Well, I didn't work that hard, but I just want to say one thing about the Detroit Lions fr- franchise. Yes. Yes. It's a flaming bag of dog poop. <laughs> Chris? It has been, but we always look forward. That's what I got to say. This poor guy, right? He remembers the game vividly. When we were talking about a fixed game back 40-some years ago. Actually, 60. Oh, my God. Long, long time ago. That's crazy. But, yeah, that book that he was talking about is a great book. It's uh, it's the Joe Namath biography written by uh, Mark Kriegel. He also wrote one on Maravich, which was really good, called Pistol. So Mark and I worked in New York together. He's a terrific writer. Uh, we'll come back, and I want more of your phone calls, 877-99-ON-FOX, 877-99-ON-FOX, as we go around the country and how we celebrate football from Crawfish and the Seafood Boil High School, Mississippi, to Pueblo, Colorado, Division Two football, and the uh, pulled pork nachos. Sounds good. We're the fellas on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 
Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. my day. <laughs> <laughs> well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy, happy, happy Saturday. Happy weekend. To all across the nation, we are the fellas. I'm Anthony Gargano. We got our boys, Psycho Chris, Nikki. You heard Ilo now on the trending, and Ilo with a big story as they try to right now decipher the Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams Instagram post. What's that like? What does that mean? Is it that or is, are they complaining about the general manager and the suits? Could it be more that they're upset with the likes of the Krause situation that took place in, in Chicago? Was that the reference? I got to get my man Ilo's a sleuth. It's all convenient. Good morning, by the way. It's all Good morning, Ilo. conveniently synergistic because the Jerry Krause reference, uh, it was reported earlier this year that Aaron Rodgers privately refers to the uh, general manager, uh, Brian Gutekunst, as Jerry Krause, which is not very flattering. But so that picture is of Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan fist bumping, right? So the main uh, cover photo uh, for the last dance is an image of Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, Phil Jackson, and Steve Kerr walking off the floor. But the alternate cover photo for the last dance in, for example, the Amazon Prime versions is the exact picture that Michael Jordan, uh, or excuse me, that uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams tweeted, which is uh, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen fist bumping. So it, it is the alternate title image uh, that The Last Dance used in their documentary. So there you go. But it, compliment, so, it complements your theory, though, about Jerry Krause. It's all interrelated, isn't it? Well, I'm thinking that they look at, they're comparing the Packers suits to Krause. I don't think Krauss was known for wearing uh, suits rather well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, it's an interesting kind of situation going that's brewing in Green Bay. We'll keep you updated as to what may happen and how this showdown will kind of play itself out. And 
this week will be a very interesting week in Green Bay. We were just talking to our friend in in Green Bay who brought us, oh, man. He had the, we're talking about football, culture, how we celebrate across the country. And uh, he brought up the brats in beer and onions. Oh, man. Boil them in beer, onions, and then grill them. That sounds like a fantastic, fantastic game day experience. I've uh, covered many a game in La- at Lambeau. It's a bucket list place. It's an incredible place to go watch a football game. It, it's an amazing. I still my uh, my admiration goes to those people who brave that cold when December hits or really end of November hits. And uh, the cold starts to go through January and the playoffs. And I remember being there in late January, Chris. And it was uh, it was Packers Niners championship game. And you know it's like you know zero degrees, five below. The wind chills ridiculous. And they're out there. They're out there at the crack of dawn. They're an amazing, hearty bunch. I'm good staying warm. There's always a few Detroit fans every year who are like, oh, the Lions should move to an outdoor stadium. I I, I got caught in the rain in December one time in Detroit. I think it was like the Quick Lane Bowl. I oh, was covering yes. that game. Yeah, I, yes. I, I nearly caught pneumonia and I had a full-on je- a, like, coat and everything. I remember too. the Quick Lane Bowl, yes. Yeah, that and year was free- like Minnesota uh, and Central Michigan. But wow. I... I like the appeal of the uh, games being played in the elements. I would just rather take that appeal on my television. Yeah. No, I, there's nothing like watching inclement weather. Like yeah, watching a snow game is the great. Yeah, you're right about that, dude. You're right about that. Hey, don't forget, fellas, brought to you by Discover and Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing. Discover's accepted 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards learn more at discover.com slash yes 2021 nielsen report limitations apply all right in case you're just joining us we've been talking a lot all morning about this football season is right here we are uh the steelers and the cowboys opening camp in fact we're running a promo on fox it says Steelers and Cowboys, the Hall of Fame game. And boy, man, that gets you going. Just imagine your mind's eye seeing Steelers, Cowboys. It's great. Cameron is in the Indiana. Cam, you're on with the fellas. Good morning. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, yeah, so what we'll do is uh, every start of the uh, first week of the NFL season, we'll grill burgers, and then we will... uh, Fry our own homemade donuts, cover them with sugar and syrup, and then use the donuts as ones for the burgers. Wow. So you you do the donut and syrup as the buns for the burr in between a meat pad. That's amazing, man. How how is that? Is it ridiculous or what? Oh, it is way better than what it sounds. Some of you may not think it sounds good, but it is amazing. So y'all gotta yeah. try it. Yeah, I, yeah, I could see where that would be really good. So I could, 
I can only imagine it. And so it's a, you put powdered sugar, you put syrup on it. Well, so we'll do both powdered sugar and syrup, actually. So. Damn. I never had oh, yeah. I, I guess it's kind of like the chicken and waffle thing. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Uh, hey, I, I got to ask you guys about the Rodgers situation. So if this is indeed their last year playing in Green Bay, where do you see Adams and Rodgers going next year? I mean, you know, obviously the Niners is a is a is comes to mind, but because they will have capital, be able to get them. But I don't know. I mean, you know, could be Denver. I mean, we've always thought that Denver would be a match. I I would be shocked if Green Bay would just let them just let them go without. You got to move them now. That now you got to maximize. What you can get for him, which is why you got to acquiesce and trade him. You know right? I mean, think about it. What's he going to be worth at the end of the year after another year? Hey, that is a fair day, but I'll just hate to see him leave Green Bay. But, hey, I would too. As far as I'm concerned, Green Bay deserves it if he leaves. He'll be the new Cleveland Browns and New York Jets of the NFL when he goes out. Well, you know, it's it's the problem with the with the gen- thanks, brother, for the call. Appreciate it. It's a problem with these general managers and these dudes. You know, I you know, I don't want to do the suit thing, but it's true. It's not about you. It's about the players. And too often, the ego in the front office run amok. Right? That's a problem. That's the issue, is that when ego runs amok, this is what you got. And if you will let him go for nothing, right? Like, if you, what are you going to do? He becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2024, so he's going to force his way out. If you're Green Bay, I don't know. Do you move on now and try to maximize what you can get? And it's fascinating with... Devontae Adams and Rodgers, Chris, where they're both now a package deal. Yeah, it's I, I'm not shocked the extension talks broke down. You kind of hoped that was something they could get just to kind of entice Rodgers to stay. But, I mean, if you're Devontae Adams, I, I, I don't know if you really are looking at Green Bay long term. If Rodgers ain't going to be long term, or do you really want to be long term? Right, so that's right. kind of the, that's that's the risk running the, the 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 scenes here for for Green Bay. They've a lot of teams think a lot of fans think they're lucky. They struck they got struck by lightning twice. First with Brett Favre and then by then by Aaron Rodgers back to back. And there were a lot of lean times for Green Bay before Brett Favre came along. There were a lot of lean times. Yeah, between Bart Starr and Brett Favre is a long, long time of Very, losing. yes. And they, they've got a division that is changing right now that is vulnerable. This is probably a best year that they could ever have for the NFC North because the Lions are going to be rebuilding. Uh, the Bears, I don't think the Bears are going to work out and the Vikings are just they're they're kind of getting old. They're they're getting up in their years. They're probably the most complete, but they're not exactly. I think the Vikings are are the class of that division right they, now. They they are, but it's not it's not a high bar to clear for them either. I would say it's mm. just they're 
just because of who their be quarterback good. is. I, yeah, I think he's all right. I think they're going to be pretty good, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, 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 I could see that. Let's go to Derek in New York. Derek, you're on with the fellas. Good morning, Anthony, Derek. you and I uh, are somewhat kindred spirits. You remind me of, um, you know, you, you're just one of these guys, I know it sounds cliche to say I'd like to sit down and have a beer with you, but you remind me of Herman Edwards, you know, and you being an Eagle fan, you understand that. Your, your enthusiasm, the way you are. You know, I think this is ironic. I'm not a plant quote-unquote plant, but I am a huge Green Bay Packer fan. I initially didn't call about that, but I'll keep this brief, and I'll give you my take briefly on the Packer situation. You talk about what, you know, the essence of football and what gets you psyched. I'm 63 years old, so I do have an elongated perspective. I am a collector. My hobby, Anthony, is collecting old games, and I have a contact in this country that can get me, he, I think he used to work in television, too. I, got, I can get old games, like uh, Monday Night Football games, all the commercials from, like, 1973. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it's awesome, man. It's like, yeah. it's, like having a great, it's like having a great jazz album on in the background where you got, you know, you've got Howard Cosell and Dandy Don and Frank Gifford, and you got Joe Namath against Scott Hunter and Bro- John Brockington and MacArthur <laughs> Lane of the Packers. So I'm brimming with that kind of kid-like enthusiasm. So for me, that, that's a lot of my essence. I love the old announcers like Ray Scott from the, uh, from the Packers sure. who used to do their games. Charlie Jones, remember him? Yes. Kurt Gow. Yes. Kurt Gowdy, uh, Jack Buck, Joe Buck's dad. So the essence for me is reliving a lot of that. Having it on in the background is kind of like the ambiance, you know, in addition. But here's my quick take on the Packers. I, through a couple of people, I happen to know some things about Mark Murphy, okay? Mark Murphy is a really good guy. He's a really decent guy. He's a super intelligent guy. He played in the NFL. A lot of people out there don't know Mark Murphy, the Packers, the CEO, was an excellent football player, okay? He was an incredible litigant and lawyer. He's smart. He's perceptive. He is one of the best people you could ever have to run this organization. So to, to people to get on Mark Murphy or get on the organization is wrong. I agree that maybe, excuse me, the Packers drafted Jordan Love a year too early. But all this business about, you know, all the Packers and it's a, the, you know, the, the front office isn't doing what they should do. And I know what you're going to get now. What you're going to get now is, oh, they don't want to pay Devontae. Oh, they don't want to pay Aaron. The, the Packers' salary cap is up against it. Do you know the expression, kicking the can down the road? Mm-hmm. Well, the Packers have had to kick the can down the road to keep this team together. This team is ready to win a Super Bowl right now, Anthony. And I think if, if Rodgers comes back, I think the Packers win the Super Bowl this year. Not just because I'm a Packer fan, because the team is loaded. They're ready to go. But when people say they haven't paid people, they made David Bakhtiari the highest left tackle yeah. in all of football. They made Kenny Clark the highest paid defensive player in the league, okay? They did that. It's very tough right now to pay everybody huge amounts of money for the Packers. I do think this might be the last year for, for both Rodgers and, and Devontae to be together, but they come back, we're winning the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, we're winning the Super Bowl. So it's a that's great, where I take it's on a that. a great call, and thank you so much. Thank you. Excellent call, and thanks for the, uh, the comp with Herm. I, I love Herman Edwards, and so I, I'm honored to be uh, – that you would say that. So thanks, brother. Uh, let's do this. Sit tight. We're going to uh, talk to our betting analyst, Brad Feinberg, because I know you like some winners, and I'll have some baseball winners, some Olympic winners, and how this all plays out with football futures. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a good Saturday morning. Make it a nice weekend. Don't forget Jonas Knox. My man Jonas. Love him. Coming up next, 
top of the hour. So keep it right here on Fox Sports Radio. And joining me right now, every does every Saturday, he's my man, the big brain, Brad Feinberg. And uh, don't forget, he's our betting analyst. And you can check him out on Twitter at Brad's Best Bets. You can check me out at Anthony L. Gargano. And we both do a podcast um, called the Pizza Bagel Podcast Bets, where we kind of go run through a few days a week, three times a week. We check out the sports landscape from an investment standpoint. Good morning, Bradley. How are you, my friend? Good. It's real good. I just can't wait for football. We will get into football momentarily. Yeah, yeah, man. This is uh, this is like the wait. You know, this time of the year is the wait. But we do have some uh, some baseball action, and uh, I'm curious. Uh, if that's kind of what will lead us on the docket. First off, how about the box, my friend? The box. <laughs> You know, look, what are you going to say? Well, listen, I look, I give Milwaukee a lot of credit. Uh, you know, they did what they had to do. But, uh, look, in my opinion, you know, look, a lot of these things are just timing and, and injuries. And, look, look at Phoenix got to the finals with Anthony Davis not playing, with an injured Jamal Murray, with Kawhi Leonard not playing. Uh, and, look, Milwaukee got fortunate. They were down 2-0, and they lose Harden and – um, and Kyrie Irving, and then Trey Young gets hurt when it's 2-2. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Sometimes you have to get those breaks, and uh, I thought the two teams that got to the finals had the most breaks in terms of injuries, uh, and they ended up, you know, playing each other in the finals. But Milwaukee deserved to win. I give them credit. Great year for them. Giannis was spectacular, Anthony, in that game six. One of just an all-time performance, legendary performance. And, uh, look, Milwaukee, you, I proved to be the better team, and congratulations to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freak was ridiculous, man. And he was cool about it, too, going to Instagram Live at Chick-fil-A, Getting his fifty piece, not fifty one, <laughs> fifty. It was awesome, man. It was a very cool thing. I love Giannis. Giannis is a, is a great story. Yeah, seems like a good let, guy. Like a yeah, guy. man, totally. I'm with you. He is. Uh, he's lovable. He's in many ways the Ben Simmons opposite. <laughs> Don't get me started. I have a, I'm still reeling from that. But uh, that's out. It's time for baseball, some Olympics, and some football. So, baseball-wise, what are you sniffing out today, Brad? Well, Anthony, look, you know, a couple games that, that caught my fancy. Uh, and I'm going to start out with, and I usually don't like laying a price this big. I laid $1.80 with Max Scherzer over Matt Harvey, but again, I think there was good rationale and really good reason for me doing so. Scherzer Anthony, five of his last seven starts, he's allowed zero or one run. He's been dominant, okay? Typical Max Scherzer, he's obviously a Hall of, Fame, Hall of Famer in waiting. Now, Matt Harvey, listen to this, Anthony. Five of his last ten starts, he's allowed five runs or more, 7.13 ERA, 1.68 whip. And listen to his last 46 starts, Anthony. His ERA is over 720 in his last 46 starts. That is almost possible. 
Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen a starting pitcher have that many starts in a row with an ERA that high. Um, I think this over, this line should be at least minus 260 in my numbers. Uh, and you're laying less than two to one. I think there's some value in taking the Washington Nationals, who've actually been playing well, getting back in contention. I don't think they quite have enough pitching to win that division, but I think the Mets are being overrated in that division, and uh, I do think that that division, the NLEs, is a wide-open division if you're looking at that uh, a future. And I'll give you a couple other baseball games, Anthony, I like as well. Um, look, Carlos Rondon has been absolutely spectacular this year. Uh, 2.14 ERA, .9 whip, 146, 140 strikeouts in 96 innings, facing another terrific starter in Corbin Burns. It's interesting. They both have 140 strikeouts in 96 innings. Burns is a 216 ERA. Rendon has a 214 ERA. Uh, these pitchers have just been absolutely dominant. Two things I'm looking at here, Anthony. Uh, look, Rendon, his over-under for strikeouts is 7.5. Well, his last 10 games, he's gotten eight or more strikeouts. I'm going to ride that train and I'm going to take Rodone over seven and a half strikeouts and I'm going to go under seven and a half runs here. Again, the way these two pitchers are pitching at me, I think this is two to one, three to one written all over it. Just with the dominance of these two guys, these have been two of the 10 best pitchers in the world this year. And I think that is too high of a number. You know what's um, interesting yeah. is that those two teams last uh, night go at it with Peralta and Giolito Parata's got to leave early, but he was great through four. Giolito was, really was decent, and then and then Milwaukee busted the game open late. But for a while, that was a you know for the first at least half of the game was a very interesting pitching matchup. I think you're going to get a, a really good one tonight. I agree with you. Yeah, I think it was one nothing in the seventh inning or eighth inning, even, yeah. and then they scored. They busted it open late, Anthony, as you said. Look, those things always can happen. And look, I understand to everyone listening out there, uh, pitting unders isn't necessarily fun um, because it's never truly over until the game's final. Well, if you take it over, you once you hit it, it's it's done. You can you can smoke your cigar and relax. But. You know, I'm always looking for value, and again, I, I do not think there'll be eight runs in that game, which there's eight runs. It means the winning team's going to need to score five runs. I don't see either team hitting five runs in this game, Anthony. Um, I'm going to give you another one. Um, Kevin Gossman, Anthony, he's been absolutely another dominant pitcher this year. You know, his last 10 starts, nine of them, he's allowed two runs or less, 1.84 ERA. And I love who he's going against. Uh, Will Crow, Anthony, I know we spoke about Will Crow a few times, and he's been a guy I've gone against and continue to win against. He's been one of the worst pitchers in the major leagues this year, 6-12 ERA, 1-6-4 whip. Um, Just remember, I took off. when the cock yeah. crows three times, <laughs> lay it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, my friend. And I look, I laid a run and a half here, laying a dollar twenty. Uh, as opposed to laying minus 286 in the game. Uh, I'd rather lay a one, one and a half here because, for multiple reasons. First of all, I think that going against someone like Crow, I'm going to be able to, to get runs in this game. And, but I'm not willing to lay three to one in a baseball game. It's too much variance, too, too hard. So this no, way, I agree with that. I'd rather have Crow pitching. Exactly, exactly, or Russell Crow, any kind of Crow, but 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 I uh, I'll eat Crow if this one loses. But but to me, to me, this is one Anthony where uh, if they win the game by one run, I'll take my medicine. But I think that's the best way to attack it. Yeah, it's I very like hard. That. That's great pick. to lay that kind of price in a baseball game when you're laying three to one. 
Yeah, I, I think you're you're dead on. You're spot on. Sit tight, Brad. We'll do some Olympics and some football futures. But first, we have to visit with the Lord of Trending. That's right, the King of Crows, I Low. <laughs> I also enjoy counting them. Anthony, we begin with some <laughs> NFL social media message sending overnight on their Instagram stories. Disgruntled Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers and newly disgruntled Packers receiver Devontae Adams each posted the same picture of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen that was used as the alternate cover image from last year's Chicago Bulls documentary, The Last Dance, implying this will be their final season together in Green Bay. And it it became personal with me. You weren't the only one, apparently, Michael. At the Olympics, the U.S. women's soccer team just defeated New Zealand 6-1. Baseball Friday night, the Rockies defeated the Dodgers in 10 innings, 9-6, as the Dodgers' bullpen blew a 5-3 eighth-inning lead, allowing six runs and two home runs over the last three innings. Pirates broke a four-game losing streak with a 6-4 victory at San Francisco. The Texas Rangers are now on a 10-game losing streak after a 7-3 defeat at Houston. And Tyrone Taylor hit a grand slam home run for the Milwaukee Brewers, part of a six-run seventh inning in their 7-1 victory over the White Sox. Time for our Jam Master Jam of the Week. We take you back to a matchup against the Red Sox. The great Susan Waldman is discussing the threat of a potential rain delay, and that puts our intrepid Jam Master in the mood for a tune. Now my app says the rain is going to end in 59 minutes, and then we'll have another hour and a half before it starts. Oh, right. It's a lovely day today. So whatever you've got to do. You know what, John, besides besides that, yes, it's just a lovely, lovely day. What are they going to do? It also, after that horrible loss in Houston. Now, a couple of things here. First of all, (laughs) major props, major props to Susan Waldman for somehow getting a derailed train fully back onto the tracks. Did you see how quickly she and smoothly she jumped in there to kind of uh, divert divert things from going completely off the rails? And finally... uh, we actually looked this up. So the lyrics that he sang there were from a musical from 1950 entitled Call Me Madam, starring the one and only <laughs> Ethel Merman, who, as you know, is really big with the millennials. Anthony, back to you. Oh, he's the best, man. Oh, my God. Hysterical. Oh, welcome back. We are the fellas. That's right. Every week here. On Fox Sports Radio. Joining uh, joining us, uh, of course, every week is our betting analyst, Brad Feinberg, as we look for some winners. And uh, let's look at the Olympics. Brad, anything, there's so much. You, nowadays, you can bet legally in most states on the Olympics. And there's a million different ways <laughs> to, to play these things. I mean, I'm going to look at the basketball, but, I mean, you got everything that you can bet on, Brad. Yeah, look, Anthony, absolutely. Uh, Look, I did bet the United States under 46.5 gold medals. Uh, I know it's uh, not fun to make that kind of bet. I get it. But I've gotten some pretty good information that that number was significantly too high. So I did make a pretty 
big wager on under 46 and a half gold medals for the U.S. But look, I know a lot of people, Anthony, want to talk about the basketball. And uh, a couple things I do like, um, I am going to fade the United States to win the gold medal. Um, just don't like the way they have looked. Uh, these games have all been close. Even the games they've won have been very hard. And I think someone's going to, to beat them. I don't know necessarily which team it's going to be. But uh, you can bet them not to win a gold medal, getting over two to one odds, and I don't think that's a bad bet. I really don't. And in game, Nigeria Anthony plays today. Um, they play Australia uh, in the first game of the of the Olympic basketball, and I I like uh, Australia minus seven points in this one. Yeah, um, I did too. I, I like Australia's to team. I actually yeah. think that they they have one of the teams that actually can compete against the United States and potentially win. They have Joe Ingles, Patty Mills, uh, Aaron Baines, Matisse Steibel, and they've just been playing quite, quite well. Nigeria has a bunch of NBA players, but no one, in my opinion, uh, as good as the players I just mentioned. They're laying seven, and they beat them by 42 in the previous game, in the exhibition game. I did bet uh, Australia minus seven against Nigeria. I like it, and... uh... That line's up to eight in some places, so I, I I think that's a great pick. It's fun. I'm actually I got a, as a late night loser. I'm looking at Italy <laughs> Germany tonight at twelve forty, followed by Nigeria Australia, and then taking us into the morning USA France. So it's basketball all night. <laughs> oh, it's the best, and I can't wait. I look, I I love. That's my favorite thing to watch is probably the basketball. I'm just a, a basketball junkie. Um, it's just it should be terrific. Now, look, USA Anthony is about twelve and a half point favorite against France. Um, look again, the only now they have obviously Gobert is their best player, but they also have Evan Fournier. Uh, so they do have and Nicholas Batum. They do have some guys that can maybe potentially keep this close. Again, I am on the. Uh, France side in this one, but I mean, I'm going to make the USA prove it to me. I know they're the most talented team by a mile. I get that, but um, I still just have my concerns with how they've looked so far uh, in the tournament or in, the, in these exhibition games. It's just been a struggle. So to win by 13 points, I don't know if that's going to be easy. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting because it's going to be it's going to tell you a lot about would happen in Vegas. Were they just disinterested in those scrimmages? Or is it something deeper? And I think you'll find out right away in this game. Yeah, well, also, Anthony, the question to me is, look, we're having uh, guys like Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, maybe just that's the spark they needed, just getting three guys that theoretically are in 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 their in good you could say they're tired, but they've been playing and they should be in good form, so to speak. Maybe versus the other players who had had a month or six weeks off yeah. or whatever it was, and maybe they were just a little rusty. Versus these three guys, maybe they'll come right in and be their three best players. We'll see. Yeah, it should be uh, it should be pretty cool. Um, let me ask you, uh, football futures and lots of news and. Leads off with Green Bay and the Packers. Let's start off with the NFL futures, where you saw the overnight Instagram, and you as a betting analyst now has to you have to sift through social media, where Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, both saying basically that this will be one their last year in Green Bay. Now, does that make you change how you look at the Packers? 
this year? Because I know you like Minnesota in that division, but uh, uh, dialed in Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams for one more year, or do you think it's an implode situation? Yeah, no, I think it's a tough situation, in my opinion. You have a, these players clearly are not happy, and it's just going to take one little thing to potentially me throw this off kilt. Look, Anthony, this team went twenty six and six during the regular season the last two years, and they're still not happy. That to me is a major red flag. Uh, I do not think Green Bay is going to win the division this year. I, I know I've said on the show before. I think Minnesota is the most likely winner of this division. I actually think they're going to be better on both sides of the ball. I think Minnesota's going to be better on offense and defense this year versus Green Bay. And this whole Aaron Rodgers saga to me, just one little thing, I think the whole thing could explode massively. Um, I do not like Green Bay this year. They are definitely a fade for me. Wow. That's uh, that's interesting because that's going to be something to look out. And we talk about it all the time, but – you know, you got to be when you look at this stuff and analyze futures. You got to look at a lot of the a lot of the news that comes out. So, in addition to some of the NFL stuff, uh, we got big college news, and of course, Oklahoma and Texas looks imminent going to the SEC. You're a big college football fan, Brad. What do you think of that? You know, look, it's what are you going to say? It's just obviously that's a, a, a huge, 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 you know, horrible thing for the Big 12. Those are their two, especially for football, those are their two premier uh, schools. And then now for the SEC, you're adding just another two behemoths, makes the SEC just a crazy great conference. Um, look, I don't, I look, that's the way you, we saw years ago. It hasn't been a ton of movement recently at me, but I remember you know, I used to like it back in the days where I, I used to love watching Big East basketball and I was so sad when the conference broke up. Uh, but now it seems like it's just, it's, it's like free agency and that's, that's the way it's become. Uh, that's the world we're in. And, uh, these colleges are going to do what's best for themselves. And there's really not going to see, we're not going to see that loyalty that perhaps we saw back in the day. I know, I know. It's uh, it's going to change the the that whole also shift the balance of power dramatically. Oh my God! Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, look, the SEC now you're going to have just they already have the best conference, and now you're adding Oklahoma, who's a perennial top five team, and Texas. You would think Texas should be a perennial top ten team with the, just being in that state and, and and all the facilities that they have. It's just going to make the SEC just unbelievable. And then in the book, the Big Twelve. Look, you know, it'll be interesting. That, that conference is really going to take a major hit, uh, and they're not going to have their two premier teams. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's that's wild, man. It really is. Hey, while I have you, a couple things, a couple little nuggets, NFL nuggets. Malik Hooker looks like he's going to sign with the Cowboys, I, I, which I actually like. I think that's an under the radar type of signing for them, particularly since they've they've addressed some defense this off season. They could be better defensively. What's your outlook on the Cowboys? You know, look, last year, Dallas, I thought I was extremely optimistic on Dallas last year. I thought Dallas was going to have a great year. I really thought that they had a chance to do some special things. But defensively, just from day one, they were the worst team in the league. But it does seem like, Anthony, I agree, you know, that they improved themselves. And those are the kind of signings you're right. Malik Hooker's not going to cost a ton. Former first-round pick out of Ohio State. 
the question with Malik Hooker, Anthony, I'm sure you know it as well as anyone, it's just been the injuries. Can he stay healthy? Can he be on the field? But for probably a contract that's not going to be crazy, it's a very worthwhile signing. And then obviously they added, you know, people like Micah Parsons, who's, you know, should be a huge addition for them. They their first six picks were all on defense, kind of what Carolina did last year where they got their first seven picks for defense. Um I like Washington slightly over them. But I do think, Anthony, in my opinion, the NFC East is going to be a vastly improved division because I think that Dallas and Washington are actually going to be above 500 teams. And I know you disagree with me on this one, but I even think the Giants could be close to 500 as well. And I think the only team that's really going to struggle in that division this year is Philadelphia. What what, what makes you like the Giants? I'm still curious about what, what you like about the Giants. It's not, let me make this clear, it's not that I like them, but I don't think they're, last year I believe they were like a 4-12 and kind of team. Maybe they went 5-11, and I don't know the exact number. But I think, I think look, this is Daniel Jones's now what is fourth year, I believe, Anthony. Um, and I would think that if he's ever going to be decent, you know, and they just added, you know, they added Kenny Galladay and they added yeah. Tony. I thought Tony was a good player when I watched him in Florida, Kadarius yeah. Tony. And they added yeah. Saquon Barkley. I mean, they've added they've added real pieces on offense to yeah. make this team better. That's why I think that you know that there can be some improvement. I'm not saying they're going to win ten games, but if they go from five to no, I've or seen six them a eight, lot. You know, it's funny because I've seen a lot of people. USA Today had the win total. Uh, in fact, they had the Giants and the and Washington tied at I think it was ten and six. Or yeah, ten and 10 seven, seven, ten and seven. I mean, yeah. And I was like, "Wow, I can't see the Giants winning ten games." But listen, I know what you're saying. Skill wise, is Jones the guy, and can they protect him? Is kind of where I'm at. Well, Jones to me is a is a rich man's Mitch Trubisky, uh, and what I mean by that is he has the athleticism where you watch him. You know, he yeah. can run like you know, like the wind. I mean, yeah, we saw and, him and I think that that could be a part of his game that is effective. And if he could just he he fumbles the ball, unfortunately, a lot. Uh, but if he can cut down on the turnovers a little bit, and now you're adding pieces like a Kenny Galladay uh, and Barkley missed the entire year last year. Um, and I think Tony is going to be good. As I said, I think this team actually has some talent, Anthony. I really do. All right, Brad. Great stuff. Enjoy, Always buddy. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend. There he is, Brad too, Feinberg. Good luck, everyone out there. Thanks, buddy. You can check him out at Brad's Best Bets. Just not trying to sell you anything. Just giving his good opinion. And he knows this stuff. does it for a living. So check him out. Uh, Lord of the Fellas, we'll come back and wrap up a, a lot of fun with you guys, as it is every Saturday right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> All right, welcome back, fellas. Don't forget Jonas Knox, my man Jonas, coming up next. Love Jonas. Keep it right here. Of course, fellas, brought to you by Navian. Yeah, for hot water that never runs out, go tankless with Navian. Navian tankless water heaters provide endless hot water. For spa-like comfort, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. Save hundreds with local rebates. TanklessMadeSimple.com. All right, Chris, what was your favorite food that was discussed, your favorite football food that you can't Mm -hmm. wait to enjoy someday? You were talking, uh, some of that talk from Pueblo was pretty good, I got to say. I know. Nothing that really moves the needle for me, but maybe I'm too in love with like minor league ballpark stuff. Here, here's the other thing. I also lived down in Georgia for a while, and I knew some friends who had gone to LSU tailgates. And let me tell you, LSU tailgates, they come up with some crazy stuff there. 
Yeah, well, we had the, we had our guy from Mississippi, two oh, hours yeah. north of New Orleans, who was talking about the uh, the crawfish and the seafood boil. I could get it for the boil. I'm not big on crawfish, though. That just never worked for me. You never do the, the, the crawfish? No. no. I, I will tell you, though, Dude. a big Southern thing I did enjoy, though. So you remember there was one year way back, Georgia Southern, when they were in the FCS, Division One AA, beat Florida in the swamp. And Georgia yes. Southern yes. is like a couple hours north of, of Savannah, Georgia, where I was living in Statesboro. And when all their students came back from break, because it was done during the winter break, when they all came back, their student union, and I saw the pictures of it, everyone got treated to to gator, to fried gator tail, wow. kind of gator gator dishes. Now that, I've seen LSU fry up a gator uh, at their tailgates before. And That's it's good? Do it. Yo, yeah, I love gator. It's very good. You've done you right. you got to be kidding me. Yeah, no, it's good. All right. You like snake? You ever have the snake? I haven't had snake. I, I think this was an old Jonas Knox bit. Uh, no, I've <laughs> I wouldn't be averse to trying it though. I've had frog though. <laughs> Jonas, was, you had the frog. Well, yeah, you had the frog legs. Sure. I've yeah, all yeah. and like gator, frog tastes like chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki, what was your favorite football food that was discussed? So I'm a big barbecue freak, and anytime you mention Kansas City, I am all in on that stuff. Also, by the way, in terms of exotic animals I've eaten, I've had kangaroo before. You have? Yes. It tastes exactly like steak. It's a very lean steak. I don't steak. think I could eat a kangaroo, man. I don't think I could eat kangaroo. I think that's an animal I, I can't do. Where'd you have that at? It was at the Great New York State Fair about four years ago. Really? Yep. That's interesting. All right. That'll do it. We're out of time, everybody. Thanks for hanging. Make it a great week, okay? Thanks. We love you, and we'll see you next Saturday. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four so because the american express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with amex terms apply 